everybody, I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Chad Bokelman. And this is The Lantern Cast. Episode 106. Yes, 106, but my god, I can't believe what happened last episode. I know, Chad kept crying. I could, I never heard something like that out of a human being before. Oh, what about that crazy-ass voicemail we got from that Jason dude? I think the worst part was, like, when he kept holding those live mice up to the phone. I I don't... I, I mean, should we call somebody about this? I don't know how we got that episode recorded. Um, that was... It was clearly not anything from this universe, but, uh... I don't know. We can barely record each other. How did this... How do, how do we get other shit like this? I don't know. We've got Magic Skype. Magic Skype, yeah. Magic Skype, yeah. We've already demonstrated we can do things with it that no other mortals can. But anywho. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to throw that up on the feed at some point. Because um, they, they haven't, yeah, our listeners haven't heard it yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be wondering. The gem. <laughs> you could call it that if you want. What have we got tonight? Well, tonight, we are, we are, we're finally here, everybody. Gather round, boys and girls, because we're going to talk about Green Lantern Corps, number one. Green Lantern, New Guardians, number one. The long-awaited Red Lanterns, number one. And Green Lantern, number 68. I mean, one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well played. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, the relaunch happened. It yes. It happened. Should we get into some of the uh, thoughts we had going into this, or some of our listener thoughts going into this? Um, well, no. we can edit this out. We can edit this part out because Dan doesn't know what I'm talking about. No. Well, yeah. Let's let's wait and, and handle that all afterwards. I I got th- four people to email us. Two people who hadn't read any of the books by now. And two people that have. So the people that haven't read it gave us their hopes for the new series, and the people that have read it gave us what they thought about the new series. Maybe nice. we should. No, no, yeah, we'll save it all till to the end. So just go go to Gmail, Dan. Oh, all right. That old gag. <clears throat> but before you do that, Dan, why not start us off with Green Lantern number one? Ah, Green Lantern number one by the tried-and-true team of Jeff Johns, writer, don't you know? Doug Monkey, he does art things, and unless... There's not just one inker, is there? Well, there's only one on the on the cover page. Yeah, that's what threw me, but there's two of them. Uh, Christian Alme with Tom Nugent, or however you say his name. I don't know, how, how do you pronounce an N followed by a G? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably wrong. Anyway, <laughs> an extraordinarily low number of inkers for this book. And colors, since this Green Lantern is uh, David Barron. So, so this issue... Okay, so Sinestro is... He's a Green Lantern again forced into it against his will by both his ring and the Guardians. And they basically, like, turn him loose to do his thing all Green Lanternly, and he goes to Korrigar to check on it, but he's kind of pissed because his 
his old core, the Yellow Lanterns, have enslaved his home world, and that doesn't really work for him. Uh, meanwhile, on Earth, Hal Jordan is being Hal Jordan on Earth, and he sucks at it. And then Sinestro shows up, says, Do what I say, you'll get your ring back somehow, I think. And there we are. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what do you guys think of this issue? You know what I thought was funny? You know, like, here we are. We've been talking about for, I would say, probably the better part of a year about how we miss the whole Hal Jordan as a human stories. You know, like, he's been Green Lantern, he's been stuck in Green Lanternville doing Green Lantern stuff with his Green Lantern ring for so long that he hasn't had any time to actually have, like, a, um, just like a regular human existence. We finally get an issue where the majority of it is Hal Jordan, you know, having a social life, and it's just like... I'm just, like, thinking to myself, it's like, well, I'm like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> kind of wish Hal Jordan was Green Lantern right now. Mm, I I think there's two distinct causes to that. Carol? No. Please say Carol. No. Okay. No. I think, I think, and this is something I'm going to be coming up a lot, I think this issue is entirely too concerned with being a jumping-on point. And oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I, feel, I felt like, as I was reading this, I felt like this was like a little too weighed down with it trying to like, like overly inform people about everybody. So we didn't get, like, like... We didn't get as much into what we could have gotten out of the HAL... Thing. And then, like, I something I absolutely hated was the last page of this issue, where Sinestro shows up. I'm like, you're going, you give us one issue of this, and then you have these character stories intersect real this soon, really. You're going to, you're going to just give us one issue, half an issue really, because he shares the plot, and then you're going to like to to just like really really already already. I'm not saying he's gonna like, go back into space or get a ring or whatever, like, as of next issue, and this might not go nowhere already, but, like, these two should be doing their own thing separately for, like, a trade's worth, and then <laughs> they should intersect. Like, I want to see Hal Jordan be a complete, like, stupid screw and Like, not that's the, that's the wrong word for it, but, like, like, he should just flat out be bad at regular, everyday things because he's been so out of touch with them for so many years, and... I feel like, like, okay, we're not going to get... We're going to get short change in that. Okay, but what is the perfect balance, though? Because this is a complaint I've been hearing about a couple of these New 52, and this is this this is no spoilers for either of these two books I'm about to mention, but the same complaint is something I heard about Justice League and Justice League Dark. Justice League, the complaint I'm hearing is, um, well, all we got was Green Lantern and Batman and a little bit of Superman. What happened to the other people? 
you could have given us a little bit of each of the persons. But in Justice League Dark, we got a little bit of everyone who's going to be involved in the story, and yet people were saying there wasn't enough time spent with each character, and why were they all introduced so soon? So what is the perfect balance? Because no one seems to be happy either way. And the same thing is happening here, kind of, if I'm getting what you're saying. Why did Sinestro and Hal Jordan sync up so fast? Well, I, with the with the Justice League books, I mean, it's a simple matter of with Justice League, you you have things happen pretty slowly. It's like it's very decompressed, uh, as opposed to Justice League Dark, which I have not read yet. But I mean, I, I flipped through it, and I think what's going on there is that they're trying to fit so much in to you know, give you the backstory so that they can get to the rest of the story throughout the rest of the trade. You know, I mean, like, I think with Justice League Dark, it's the kind of thing where you have to kind of just absorb it and then, you know, get ready for next issue when, okay, now you know everybody, here's here's where it's going to get going. Whereas with Justice League, it's just like, Okay, well, this is basically the pace that we're going to be going throughout this entire trade, and they really, they, you know, they could have sped that up a little. I think, I think, with me, bluntly, the difference is like, okay, Justice League does what it wants to do, but does it really well written. With this, it's it does what, you know, it starts to do what we want to do does it a little bit, and then says, hey, let's look over here instead. Well, the other thing is, you don't you don't necessarily know that the whole Hal Jordan sucking at human life is going to be resolved, you know, immediately after this issue. Because, granted, while Sinestro shows up, like, you don't know what the next words out of his mouth are going to be. I mean, for all you know, like, his costume may end at the waist, and the next thing he says is, uh, "Get you know, get to business." <laughs> hmm. well, that okay. Is a val- that is a valid point. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like the next thing he says could be, "It's like you see these fingernails. Now I want you to paint my toenails." Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, because that's where you're going with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh no, I was I was giving a second one. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, now the other one was was explicitly sexual. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. I wasn't yeah. sure. I just wanted you to be positive. Mm. Get to business. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to Sinestro. Can someone tell me what the point was of him saying the oath? Well, that was like, that was clearly jumping on point material. Yeah. I, that's like they. I think. That's that's exactly like the first, I don't know, 200 I- issues of uh, Green Lantern and Silver Age, where they managed to put the oath into almost every single issue. Yeah. And if they didn't, they put it on the cover. <laughs> uh, now, what about that? What about this issue as a jumping on point? Chad, what about this issue as a jumping on point? Um, even though you were joking... Earlier, I or not joking, whatever, um, being glib, let's say. Um, I, I agree. Green Lantern number 68, not number one. Yeah. 
this this I mean you said it was kind of catering to the trying to be a jumping on point more than it should than it than a story. I kind of see what you're saying, but I kind of don't at the same time because there's there's not enough in here for me to say if it if it was explicitly a jumping on point like a number one issue for all intents and purposes should be, then this issue should have bored the hell out of me. And it didn't do that 100%. So because it didn't do it 100%, I can see what you're saying about it being a jumping on point. But it's it's not... Com- compared to Green Lantern Corps, which out of all the 52 books, I think did a better job of being a jumping on point than some of the others. Oh, yeah. Um... I think Green Lantern is is kind of in the middle ground there. Let me put it this way. I think, and like after I read this issue, my opinion of it was okay. As as me, this issue, like like I'm giving this issue a pass, by the way. But as like I think about okay, what about somebody who was one of, like, the 12 people who weren't us that went to see the movie. <laughs> I think this... I think you would get more out of this if you were one of them. Yeah. Because, because, I mean, okay, even just bare bones, okay, if you saw the movie, what do you know about Sinestro? You know, he dresses like this, he's a Green Lantern, and he has this this personal personal arc struggle of am I green or am I yellow? Okay, that is his story arc through this issue and this arc. And what do you know about Hal Jordan? Well, you know that he is a lovable screw-up who can't pull his life together until he has a power ring on his finger. And that's Hal's story arc through this issue and this this trade's worth of issues. So, like, I think that, you know, more so than any of the other movie influences we've seen in in uh, stuff that's published prior to this. I think this is the most, you know, you know, geared towards new readers, Green Lantern movie-related thing they've put out. Yeah, that's and then that basically sums it up. This is a good jumping-on point for somebody that saw the movie. This is not a good jumping-on point for somebody that's never read Green Lantern before. Uh, and it's it's an okay issue for somebody that's, you know, been reading the, the series, because it is, like, issue 68, with also the jumping-on point for the movie viewers. I was just disappointed, because, like, like compare this to almost any, like, first issue of a story arc that Johns has done for this series, and, it's like, it, it, like, he has the ability to start things with a bang to the point that, like, like, like it, it could have been so like I expected I went to this expecting that he would knock it out of the park just because I know for an absolute fact he can knock it out of the park you know and I've seen him knock it out of the park how many times now with how many first issues of of either a Green Lantern thing or just a Green Lantern story arc or whatever and I don't know I like he they could have accomplished what they accomplished here with a better level of overall quality for everybody, I think. Well, what you call it, the one thing that I want to add to that is he he kind of did start it off with a bang. It's just that the bang happens right after the last page. 
Yeah. The, the ad for Resurrection Man or that awesome picture of a zebra? <laughs> no, I'm referring to what happens <laughs> off-panel after the last image. Oh, yeah, you're... It's you're, another sexual yeah, yeah, reference. Like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. Hey, what, are, what do everybody think of the art? How'd Doug Monkey do? Oh, it was okay up until I saw a close-up of Hal Jordan smiling. Yeah, that was weird as shit, wasn't it? Yep. And when Carol comes to bail him out of jail, do you notice how, like, like she gets progressively smaller as you look down her body? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's funny. Uh, maybe she's sinking. <laughs> She's she's getting really far. She's leaning forward and getting really far away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I thought it was okay. I mean, the the outer yeah, space the art- stuff looked all right, but like the Earth stuff was kind of yes rushed and weird. Yeah, monkey. That's that's probably why I haven't minded minded whatever. Uh, monkey's art for the past few whatever issues is because it's all been space. The second we go to Earth, it's just like, oh, God, here we go again. Moving on. What do you guys give? Oh, uh, well, let's, let's let's talk about hold on, let's talk about the the since it's a relaunch, not a reboot. Let's talk about the stuff that's changed mm. a little. Oh. First of all, what we didn't men- what we didn't mention, the Air Force is now no longer in Hal Jordan's. Uh, future. It was in his past, but the Air Force cut him loose, so he doesn't have that tie anymore, which completely negates my whole comment in the Flashpoint, or the in the, uh, the War of the Green Lanterns aftermath about his jacket and where he was showing up and all that other crap. Hmm. And the thing that really pissed me off about this issue, Carol still hung up on Hal. We had that whole crap about her finally letting go, and we had that thing where she becomes queen of the Zamorons and all this crap. But the second Hal invites her to dinner and asks her a question, she thinks he's proposing and gets all excited and pissed off. Well, they have been through a lot together. I don't care. Don't justify it. You know it's crap. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I completely prefer them as, okay, they've, yeah, they've, they were on again, off again for a long time. They've been through a lot together. Be, like, they should be, like, okay, those two people who, like, like, call them friends, call them whatever, they can be, like, they can, they can talk to each other about anything. You know, they're that level of, like, of, like, friends or acquaintances or whatever. And But it's, that's all it is, like. Uh, I think you guys are going to be disappointed. Oh, most likely. But, <laughs> you know. Um, how about the thing with Ganthet? Yeah, I'm kind of worried about the, him. <laughs> I, that's that kind of sucks, like big time. I think I, I like it, but at the same time, I don't because they've already done this about three times now. I'm curious what this, they mean by the new mission, but yeah. Well, that's that's my point. Is is they've done this this setup for the same thing about three times in the past couple of issues of Green Lantern. Yeah, I know it's a new universe, and we got to show the new people what's going on and be concerned for Ganthet's well-being and all this crap, but 
I've seen the same crap a couple of times now, and can you just tell me what's going on instead of teasing it multiple times? Yeah. Uh, I, I get the distinct impression that we are not going to know Ganthet the way that we have until the return of Sade. Yeah, that's probably true. And um, the only other thing I'll, I have in my notes is uh, let's not overlook the fact, yes, he started the core, I get it, but let's not overlook the fact that Sinestro not only killed a, a, a Sinestro core member, but destroyed his ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting bit. Like, I almost wondered, okay, why... If he really wants the green ring off, why would he opt to destroy the yellow ring? Which we know from the past he can, you know, override and take control of. Like wouldn't like couldn't he like try to use that to help free him of the green one, maybe? I don't know, I just I just thought it was worth mentioning he he like the second the guy dies, he looks at the ring flying off and goes after it, and in one shot destroys it with a green ring. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody else is gonna do that. Like, I I guess it's possible that somebody else might be able to accomplish that, but nobody would be able to do it anywhere near as easy as Sinestro mm. because of his ties to the Fear Core and the rings themselves. Uh, the reason that he probably destroyed it, I mean, aside from the fact that he doesn't want, you know, word getting out that he is now green, um, and he doesn't also, he also doesn't want to alert the other Sinestro Corps members at the moment, but I mean, even more than that, he destroyed the ring, not so much because, you know, oh, you know, oh God, what's going on, but he could get a ring whenever he wants. You know, I have no doubt that at any given point... Like, he, if he really, really wanted to, he could just will a frickin' ring, you know, a fear ring to just come to him. Hmm. Well, the only question I have, it just popped into my head, I, well, it wasn't in my notes, but when he shows up and asks Hal for help, he does it right after he takes one final look at Korrigar and his ring. So my question is, can the rings still duplicate themselves like they used to be able to do? And if so, will we see Green Lantern Hal Jordan temporarily helping Sinestro free Korgar? Deputized for 24 hours. Something like that. Huh. Well, they they straight up duplicate themselves, so that's not even the 24-hour deputizing. Well, I mean, like, they... If they wanted to mirror what they did with Black at Night... Oh. Well, not to mention the fact that Kyle did that, too. He duplicated his rings, but he also willed the duplicates to disappear or destroy themselves or whatever. Yeah. They don't. They weren't permanent. So if Sinestro created a ring for to have Hal help him for a certain amount of time, and then after the mission was done and then willed the ring to go away, I mean, whether it's 24 hours or whatever, I'm just saying... Because yeah, what, what use is Hal going to be to to Sinestro to help free Korrigar without a power ring? Yeah, that would explain why he went to, to Hal at the end. Plus he's the only one he can trust. Yeah. No one else in the core is going to listen to Sinestro. It's true. It would also kind of gain Sinestro a little clout with the green people if he uh, 
helps Lee helps um, uh, save a world oppressed by his old core. If in fact he wants redemption. Yeah. I think at well, this point he just wants as few enemies as he can get until he can get the damn thing off his finger. <laughs> I heard some people, and granted these people aren't that uh, informed about Sinestro's past as we are, they would say, why would he be upset about what the Sinestro Corps is doing? You have to remember, for the people who think like that, Sinestro didn't enslave his people. He, they just, he, it was more of a dictatorship. The, the Sinestro Corps right now, for at least from the panel we saw, is straight up like whips and chains enslaving the Core Guardians. Torturing and killing. And he only set up the dictatorship because Atrocitus, uh, showed him a, a prophecy that if he didn't do that, then his world was gonna be like destroyed and everyone was gonna die. Yes. So. Yeah. Kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. The only other thing is I was kind of hoping to see Hal's uh, uh, botched rescue attempt at the beginning lead to somebody offering him a job as a stuntman. thought that would have been kind of funny or cool or whatever. That would have been better than what we got. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's a movie. You're an asshole. Come on. I mean, even if they did, straight up did that, and then he got, like, like a call the next day, or, or he came home from jail, and he found, like, there's a message on his machine, like, hey, we we want to hire you for this, or something. I don't know. Doesn't even have to be the same movie. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I gave this thing a pass, unless you're a new fan from the movie. What do you guys give it? I, I give it a buy. For for this issue alone, having already read it, I give it a low buy or a high borrow. Yeah, I mean, I I I confess it's it's definitely because I'm you know part sheep when it comes to buying you know the Green Lantern book, but yeah, buy for me. It's not really necessary. It's almost completely a setup issue. But then again, most number ones are usually set up issues, anyways. So, kind of interesting that this is like the first Green Lantern number one that hasn't had an origin of Hal Jordan getting the ring. No death of Avin Sir. What? I know, I know. We got we got cheated. <laughs> we got cheated from a de- another death of Avin Sir. First they wussed out on it in Flashpoint. Now this. I don't like this trend, DC. <laughs> <laughs> you get back to your Abin Sir killing ways. <laughs> Somebody better go fly off into space, find Abin Sir's corpse, and just punch it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Necro abuse. Uh, okay, Green Lantern cores, guys? Sure. Let's okay. do it. Uh, this starts out in Sector 3599, so you're literally one away from the edge of the universe. Although, I mean, that doesn't really make any sense because it's all a giant sphere. But they they write it like 3600 is the edge of the universe. So, right there, right on the brink, you got uh, this little sector house. uh, Two Green Lanterns um, slaughtered by some sort of mystery villain 
uh, referencing the force of destiny using what appears to be uh, some sort of like I want to say like a transporter kind of effect. Um, it's like he's opening vortexes that sever things. So then we, we move on. We go back to Earth, uh, show Guy Gardner and uh, John Stewart. They're both looking for jobs now that they're back on Earth for a little bit. Uh, we get a little bit of a introduction to what Green Lanterns are. And uh, it actually makes sense in story. Guy's not having too much luck. John is a little too honest for the business practices of today. Uh, so they uh, they decide, you know, let's uh, let's go see what's going on in on Oa, um, which now looks exactly like Oa in the movie. And uh, they get sent out on a mission to this water world. They take a few other Green Lanterns, and when they get there. They notice a distinct message as the two Green Lanterns that they were going to meet in that sector are now dead on spikes, and there's no more water left on the world as it all left through a vortex of some sort. Now, Jim, who made this? Who made this? Oh, okay, yeah. We got Peter J. Tomasi on writing. Thank God. Hmm. We got Fernando hmm. Passarin on art, thank God again, and uh, uh, inkers, we got Scott Hanna, and oh, that's it. Just one inker. And Gabe El Tayeb on coloring. Best Green Lantern Corps issue since forever. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Thank God. I'm going to go ahead and call it and say this is my favorite of the four. I mean, you can do what you want. I'm just saying it's my favorite of the four. It's the perfect setup issue that gives something to the longtime fans and gives something to the new readers. Guy Gardner's sitting down waiting for an interview and just answers somebody's question by explaining what Green Lanterns are. And not to mention the opening pages show what a Green Lantern does. You know, I, I gonna cut you off for a sec because that scene where Guy Gardner is like explaining things like that was done so subtly that like I was halfway through it before I realized oh shit they're actually setting this up for for new readers I'm like this is brilliant Mm -hmm. it's not it's not intrusive it's not overly you know bat you over the head you know introduction kind of thing the John Stewart one, on the other hand. Yeah. But, to be honest, though, it's it's a little hard to handle in the first place, but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they they question, like, how, you know, do you... I mean, you got this, the, the cliche, like, like, the guy who wants to save money by cutting corners, and he's like, oh, do you really need this gigantic skyscraper to be safe? And then John's response, instead of, like, being the, the, you know, calm, cool, intelligent guy who we, we just recently, I think, saw end an interplanetary war by explaining the national park system. Yes. He turns to them and yells, yells, of course it needs to be safe, I have a code of honor. 
which immediately prompts them to to talk about how oh yeah he has a he has a military history and in the Marines and he's a Green Lantern and this and that. And then and it's it's like I'm like oh Jesus okay, is the scene over now? Hey look what hey look water oh that's nice. <laughs> you know what I loved about this issue. Hmm. Is is the is it showing what the rings do when the Green Lanterns are doing what their job is? It diffuses weapons, it logs them, it uploads all the actions of the person they're imprisoning into the mainframe. It does all this stuff mm-hmm. that you would expect it to do for a, an interplanetary police officer. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. You know, you haven't seen the rings doing stuff other than constructs and blasting. You know what I mean? A couple of things that I loved about this issue. Uh, well, first off. The, the character designs for the first two Green Lanterns that are slaughtered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I like that. I like the, you know, the hair and the, you know, tentacles, the Star Wars like tentacles. I thought that was neat. Uh, I love, love, love the fact that we get this like mystery villain. I like, you know, this is the part of Green Lantern that I love where like they set things up and then you know, like, we'll get a payoff down the road, but for now, it's a mystery. I mean, like, this character, he obviously has some kind of... You know, it's almost like, uh... Was it Conduit, I think, was the Superman villain back in the day? <laughs> who had access to the Phantom Zone, so we could, end, you know, like, create, like, small, um... Like, a dimensional tear for a second. Um, that, that's essentially what he's doing here. He's creating these rifts to sever things. And in, in answer to your question, as far as if setting it up in three five nine nine, I think that kind of answers where this guy comes from. Right. And why we haven't heard of him before. Mm-hmm. But uh, talks about a force of destiny. Mm. That's I think that's going to be key to it. Yeah. This I mean this could be more of a Tomasi playing with the. Mining the unknown sectors, kind of thing for new threats. If they put it on the very edge there, you know? although the one Green Lantern, it's not. You know, she says it's not possible. How are you? You know, and then she dies, which means that I don't think that this is going to be a completely unknown threat. Yeah, yeah. Or well. Unless it's, it was just, like, a, a thing with, like, like, how are you doing this in ge- Like, how is somebody in general taking them apart like this? Mm. Like, how'd you get into the sector house? How'd you randomly kill our prisoner? How are you dismantling us so effectively? I'm shooting you right now. How is this not killing you? It's possible, but I don't know. Like, I... You know, honestly, the the effect, the uh, the impression that I got from this was uh, when I, I forget the exact details of the the storyline, but in the third series of Green Lantern, where Krona it, he like comes back, but he's like just energy, and he's in that entropy costume. Mm. Um. That's the that's that's the the feel that I got for this. Now, 
it would make it would be pretty interesting if right after Krona dies, you know, Krona's energy or spirit or something like that, you know, somehow inhabits this body or whatever. Like I don't know, I don't know the details, but that's that's one possible direction that I'm thinking right now. Nah, that would mess up another one of the books that we're about to talk about. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been kind of down on this issue when I should love it. I think that's part of my own expectations going in, because, I mean, like, this is, like, by all rights, I should absolutely love this 100%, but, like, I read through it, and I'm kind of left with the feeling of, of, yeah, I've seen these exact people do a lot better just random issues in Emerald Warriors, you know? And, like, you had, like, the clunky Jon Stewart parts, but, like, yeah, I, I did kind of like the guy stuff, and I like how... I like the reason why he didn't get the job. I like that they didn't give it to him. Um, I don't mind the update movie Oa, since it actually has a central battery that looks like a central battery. (laughs) The thing that really just kind of bothered me about this whole issue is I feel like the beginning, middle, and end of the issue were the exact same thing three times. This issue ended on holy crap, two Green Lanterns just died. And in the middle, it was them come, them showing up and finding, like, oh my god, some Green Lanterns died. And then they get to the planet in the end, and they're like, holy crap, there's two of their Green Lanterns over there. I was like, oh, that's... Oh, alright. They're really dead. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> super dead. Like, like, they're dead dead. There's like... There's like vultures eating eyes and shit. They're so dead. I mean... But it's like... It's like, that's a, I mean, you get to the end, and like some, and that's a page turn reveal of like, oh no, they're dead. Yeah, you just told us that twice this many Green Lanterns was dead, like, five pages ago. That's why is that a big <laughs> surprise? You showed their picture, I think. <laughs> what do y'all think of the controversy surrounding the title of this issue? I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> of course you were. Do you know, Jim? I do. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently, like, this is called Triumph of the Will, and (laughs) apparently that is the exact title of some famous piece of Nazi propaganda from the 30s, which, you know, I have two things to say to that. One, I could accept that they just didn't realize it. (laughs) But two... Considering how we know pretty much absolutely nothing about the villains of this story, they could have realized it and intentionally chosen it for a reason that we don't know yet. So, until we get further into this arc, I'm not going to give them any shit for it. Well, the piece of propaganda wasn't like a poster or anything, it was actually a propaganda film. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, What you call it? Um... I mean, thematically, it does kind of tie in, because, like, right on the last page, the look at the one speech bubble. They murdered an entire race and left us a message. They murdered an entire race. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, there's your confirmation right there. Um, what do you guys think of the art? I think... I don't... Uh... I want to say it's a combination of a new inker 
and time because I this was not Fernando Pissarin at his best. Yeah, I don't like I don't like how um John's the green on John's costume and the green on Salik's costume look metal. Yeah. That I didn't like that. It's is a weird touch I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Well, that like kind of half two-page spread where they're all flying through space. Mhm. Like to me that looks weird. Like the rest of the issue, you know, looked pretty good. Uh, and in that that whole two-page spread, I think Guy Gardner looks decent. But the rest of them just look kind of, I don't know, it's like, it feels like a different style. Like, Jon Stewart looks completely, like, completely different. Like, almost like somebody else drew him in. Like, Isamot, look, he's, he has, like, a Beavis and Butthead face. <laughs> Uh, the and the the pink skinned girl looks too human. The hell is that? What? <laughs> like she looks too photorealistic. Oh, I thought you meant like she looked like 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 soda ceramic and like half the other female Green Lanterns we've ever seen. No, I no, I mean in that one, you know that that top, you know, spread. Yeah, it's, it's it just it, that that particular spread took me out of it a little. Mm. But uh, other than that, I, I like the art. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's another Borrow. buy. Buy for me. Borrow. Buy. Dan's just not going to buy any comics anymore. I'm still going to buy them. Uh, I'm <laughs> not always going to like it. So what's next? Red Lanterns or New Guardians? New Guardians. New Guardian. Oh, I'm up. Okay. So New Guardians. It starts out, we get a uh, a quick recap and add-on to Kyle Rayner's origin. Uh, you know, then you cut back to the present day where, uh, you know, Kyle is, you know, he's back on Earth after, you know, all of the Lanterns in the core decide they hate him for some reason. And apparently this is where Tomar emailed him to. <laughs> and, and you know he's he's doing what he used to do all the time, but hasn't done in a long ass time, which is just you know zip around Manhattan and just help people who need help. And, and you know people are grateful. Kids talk shit to him. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, throughout space, there's at least one ring from each core, other than green, that's just kind of abandoning their bearer and just and just flying through space away from them leaving them to die for various reasons and just showing up on earth locking on to Kyle Rayner saying that he's been chosen he's been chosen 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 and hot on the heels of those rings are different members of their assorted cores all of which accusing Kyle of being a thief and demanding that he return their rings and it's about to get really crappy for Kyle Rayner. Because either they're going to rip him apart, or he's going to get just abducted by jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's... We're going to talk about the change to uh, Kyle Rayner's origin? Sure. 
Yeah. They did change it a yes, little. Yes, they did. Instead instead of stepping out in the alley to get some air, Kyle Rayner stepped out in the alley to take a piss. The, the very act it, The very act itself screams fearlessness. <laughs> well, right there, as you said, that's the biggest change. Um... Well, thank God, Gant, thank God, Ganthet didn't show up midstream instead of when he did. <laughs> that splash page where he says "Welcome to the Green Lantern Corps." All I can think is like Kyle must have to pee so bad right now. And now or he's he, wondering how the hell am I going to do that with this costume on? There's or no he, seams or zippers. <laughs> or he pissed himself in surprise. <laughs> and it got burned up in the green flame. Thank God, there's no more yellow weakness. Um. There'd be a hole in it and it would never repair. <laughs> yeah. uh, but listen, no, the biggest change to his origin is Ganthet actually saying to him, you have the ability to overcome great great fear. Well, it, it, that and well, well, like, he welcomes him to the Green Lantern Corps. Even though there is none. Takes him into the air, explains to him how the ring works. And it's like, ah, oh, awesome, I picked the right guy. Instead of just saying, instead of just chucking the ring at his face and disappearing, which is it's, what happened the first time around. It's saying, you'll do. Like, yeah. ah, there, you, you're not blatantly murdering anyone at the moment. Here, take this. Oh, and the other thing is, his ring is apparently just plucked out of the air by Ganthet instead of him grabbing Hal Jordan's old crushed ring and forming it again. Yeah, I'm fine with that though. Yeah, I ne- I've never liked the idea of you know, oh, I, this used to be my ring. I can tell because it was my ring for so long. You shouldn't be able to tell the difference between one power ring. Like the only reason you should be able to tell which ring is kilowatts is because of how big it is. You know, it's like every ring should be interchangeable. Yeah, but each ring carries a log of its its user. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I definitely think that the rings would be recognizable to you, with especially with the interaction with the uh, user interface. You know, those things learn from your mind. They they probably you know run a little smoother after you use them a little bit. Well, also, uh, Kyle apparently is no longer a fan of nine inch nails. Yeah, he's not wearing the t-shirt. Look, <laughs> kids, t- kids today wouldn't get the reference, I guess. <laughs> I'm okay with that change. It looks like, you know, I, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure that at the table in the bar, I think he's sitting next to Tyler Kirkham. Huh. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty funny touch. Tyler, Tur- Tyler Kirkham. Tyler Kirkham looks like really high or wasted or something. Like, his <laughs> eyes are... <laughs> Well, they are at a bar. Yeah, true. Yeah. And they're eating what appears to be broken nacho chips. And they're drinking candles. <laughs> uh, Apparently it's a country bar, too. Oh, because of the Cowboys bathroom? Yeah. Oh, and let's, let's pause for a moment of silence for the... Uh, Hobo that's no longer in the alley when Kyle receives his ring. Yeah, yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> Why did that piss you off? I, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, I miss the hobo. 
All he does is get scared and then get murdered an issue later. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, now, okay. This is, this is the universe saying, like, hey, doesn't that guy always say, I hate you and wish you never existed ever in the history of all universe and time? Well, let's do that. That's a segment you gotta bring back. <laughs> uh, now, they are making definite changes to Kyle's origin. Now, they're so far, they're subtle. Um,. You know. Subtle like a giant, awesome Ganthet cartoon doodle. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's subtle in that, like, you know, welcoming welcoming him to the Green Lantern Corps and explaining mm. that, you know, he can overcome fear so that he can use the ring. Um, which, I mean, we know that he could overcome it, great fear, so, I mean, it's not like a great stretch. But, like, the thing that I'm a little worried about is that I, I really, really hope that they don't erase the Alex connection. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why they would. I mean, like, that's... To, to me, like, that that's, like, one of his defining moments. So... I mean, I mean they've... I mean, when you think about the fact that they're keeping basically everything from Green Lantern and Alex was a prominent part of, you know, Kyle's stuff in Blackest Night. I, yeah. like, they're, they're not going to invalidate, it, like, everything he had to do in Blackest Night already, you know? I, I, I hope not. I mean, like, if they don't talk about it at all, like, if they just don't reference it, as opposed to actively getting rid of it, you know, like, I would be okay with that. Like, I don't need them to be like, you know, Oh, reference Alex. Oh, reference Alex. I don't need that. I just don't want them to be like, oh, well, you know, I just got a Green Lantern ring. Good thing I'm single, you know, yeah. and I have nobody that I want to share this with. If they didn't retcon his retarded sham of a relationship with Ceranic, they're not going to retcon Alex. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I love the art in this. Me too. Uh, Kirk- Kirkham's definitely growing on me, and I and I realize why it's because of the colors. And then I looked at who the colorist was, and look who it is, Nay Rufino. Nice. So that was that was definitely a plus. Anytime Kirkham draws anything that has uh, all the 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 color in it, it's it just pops for me, and I really like it. Yeah. I like when uh, he draws curves too. Uh, me too. I, that's right, I forgot to say, uh, this is written by Tony Bedard, penciled by Tyler Kirkham, uh, Nerofino colorist, and one of these days I really want to find out how you teach a bat to ink a comic book. <laughs> oh, and, and let's not forget, because we totally skipped over it, um, Fatality's new costume. Yeah. Which, which is just starting the whole change of the uh, way the space horrors look. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you want my honest opinion, I think she looks a lot hotter in this costume. Yeah, I, I love this costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a definite step in the right direction. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that, I mean, when we first saw the teaser cover image or whatever for this, we thought, it like, it looked like Carol. Like, the skin tone was different, we thought it was Carol. And the fact that it's not Carol means that Carol's probably still wearing that 
stupid, stupid costume she's been wearing since she came back with the ring? No, because remember in Green Lantern, she said very subtly, it was only like one sentence, she hasn't put on the ring in a while. Hmm. Alright, so hopefully she'll look something closer to this when she eventually does again. Oh yeah, and Kirkham finally remembered that it, that uh, Arkillo doesn't have a tongue. <laughs> because everybody who's popping in saying give back the ring is saying something about give back the ring and he just goes Hog He kinda has like a broken stump in his mouth too it looks like. Uh, I have to say, like they they introduced this Star Sapphire from Space Sector twenty two. Hmm. And like, instantly, I'm just like, it's like, ooh, I like this character. I'm like, I swear to God, I hope that she doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, the the ring flies off, she's in space, and there she is just floating there for a second. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> she's gonna die! And then in comes Fatality, who, she says, she actually references that she was once known as Fatality. So... Theoretically, like, that would mean that she has a different name now. Well, it, that was never her actual name. Well, yeah, but that's what her, that's what everybody called her. Yeah, but, like, I, uh, I forget what her actual name is. I know, like, when she met John in the Agent Orange arc, she, she was like, no, 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 just call me, I don't know what her name is, call me Susan, I don't know what her name is. <laughs> call me Flower Child. Yeah. And I heard some questions being asked about the rings that were showing up, and one of which was, where did the orange ring come from if Larflees is the only ring bearer? Don't forget, y'all, there's a pile of, of orange landon rings on, uh, what, what's the planet? Okara? Okara. Okay. There's a yeah. huge, massive pile that we've all been wondering why it's there on Okara. I'm guaranteed. I'm pretty ten to one that that ring came from that pile. Probably. Yeah. So hey guys, how do yes. I how have I been how do I usually feel about this creative team? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're usually not its biggest fan. And what okay. do you think? I what do you think I thought of this? <laughs> I think you were surprisingly enjoying this issue. Do you? Jim, what A little do you bit. think? What do you think, Jim? Um, I am cautiously optimistic that you enjoyed this issue. This was a great issue. This was the best issue of the four. This, like, it, it did its introductory business... But it didn't interest in a way that kept me interested because they were updating some stuff in ways I hadn't seen before. It actually spent the bulk of its time getting the wheels moving forward with what the story is going to be, as opposed to just like hanging around, just doing nothing, which I think all of these books, other books, do. And it's it's. It gave me art from Tyler Kirkham that I actually enjoyed. Like, and there were story points in here that I enjoyed. Like, we haven't touched on it yet, but I think, like, almost every one of these scenes of the rings flying away from their bearers was funny. Like, like the like the the Red Lantern where he's just like 
he's just standing in a, like a circle of fire, just like vomiting fire on people, and then his ring just flies away, and his heart stops, and he falls over dead. I laughed when that happened. That was morbid. I laughed when that happened. You're a sicko. <laughs> and like and like you did, like when that that Star Sapphire, like she showed up, like I immediately I'm like, oh, this this character's nice. And like I didn't want to see her die. Like I was afraid that she they were killing her off already. Like, yeah. Will they? Will we ever see her again? Maybe, maybe not. But you know what? I like the fact that she's still out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like that Yellow Lantern, like like they like he drew like like a fairly scary creature in like like that head on he's coming right at you kind of pose like he's hurling these like jagged swirling beasts like like he drew someone that would come off as scary and then just immediately undercut that and had him just, just <laughs> he got everything that he was dishing out like given right back to him it was like it was a really satisfying moment, and like even the whole like like the interaction between Kyle and the the people in the city, where they're like like I love the fact that like the kid was like was like you're not Green Lantern, you suck. Where's the other guy? Like why does your costume look like a bib? I hate you. And like the mom's like apologizing for him, and like the ring just all of these rings just show up like completely invalidate invalidating his secret identity and these the whole line about like why yeah thanks where's where's the ring that's gonna read my social security number now <laughs> uh and i love like the one thing i've always loved about kirkham's right uh uh art that's the word for eyes writing <laughs> is how he always makes a green lantern's power look powerful like whenever kyle's like fires a beam it's all like like it's like it's like it's electric. Like there's so much energy to it. It's not small. It's not like like a a shot from a gun. It's like a storm's erupting out of his hand. And like when he makes a construct to catch like a crane, it's like these th- it's like these Godzilla-sized like four or five guys that are doing it. It's like this is and and it's presented as something that's like not taking that much effort to do it. Like. This kind of artwork reinforces how powerful a Green Lantern can be, and like I really appreciate that. I think one of those characters is the goon that's uh, carrying something. Yeah, the one on the left looks like. I mean, the one thing I kind of kind of roll my eyes at a little bit was how, you know, all four of these people immediately show up and accuse Kyle of stealing these rings when, you know. Why? But yeah, I can understand Blizz and Arkillo maybe, but you know if Fatalities had a change of, sorry if Susan has had a change of heart and you know well, why would a monk? Well, monk's a former criminal, so he doesn't know that. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what are we giving this? Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye, all the way. Yeah, this was the one that I was looking forward to the most, and uh, it definitely paid off. This was the for, one that, like... No, go ahead. For being a blatant setup issue, I'm surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is the one that, like, I was not looking forward to at all because of the creative team. I was interested in the concept because, I mean, I, Green Lantern New Guardians is the book that 
everybody has wanted to see almost since the Sinestro Core War. You know, with with like the the like the 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 UN of different of the emotional spectrum. You know, the the Justice League of different cores or whatever. Like it's had a so many different names among everybody who's talked about it, but everybody's wanted to see this concept play out. And now we have it. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. One left. Chad. Oh. Is it my turn? Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wrote a... Uh, I'm glad I wrote a synopsis then. <laughs> <clears throat> Red Lanterns number one by Peter Milligan... Art by Ed Bennis and inks by Rob Hunter. Uh, pissed off space cat murders people. People fight back. Atrocitus rips into ship, resumes murdering people in retaliation of fucking with his cat. Atrocitus goes back to you small bitches, yells, and then complains. Some random shit happens on Earth. Atrocitus does retarded magic and then Blee says inco- incoherent things. Hmm. And that was the issue. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, let's start on a positive note. Rage Kitty got a scene. <laughs> In which he was drawn about 12 different ways. Yes. <laughs> Atrocitus looks like a human now. Yeah, he's missing his weird head hole things. But um, well, let's let's talk about the changes to Atrocitus first off. Because all right, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time we found out that his name is his his original name is Atros, and he was a psychologist. Yes. Now I have little to no problem with the Atros thing. I think that's I think that's more believable as an alien name than something that's blatantly atrocity spelled different. <laughs> but but like the whole like between the running inner monologue in this issue and the fact that he's now a former psychologist, I feel like we're going to get a lot a lot of atrocities like waxing philosophical on what it means to be angry. <clears throat> yeah. I I thought we should have started with the cover, which at first glance looks incredible. And then you remember that the butcher is not a magic entity snake. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. Oh. That bull has a very long tail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Maybe that's... No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm going to say something about this cover. I've never said about a cover before. I like, okay. the, fo- I like the font for the Red Lantern. <laughs> I like how it's like the <laughs> Green Lantern one, but it's spiky. <laughs> I mean, I think in part it makes sense that that okay the the 
main focus of his rage has been killed now. So, so his rage is starting to diminish. Because like we've seen that happen, like we've seen that happen in an Atrocitus story before. That was the the Green Lantern issue where the Butcher possessed that dude. Like as <laughs> soon as he as soon as he killed the guy who killed his daughter, the Butcher started to lose hold because his host rage was starting to to simmer down. So like okay, this I like what like you know, like this does track with what they've written with like in the story surrounding atrocities before so okay that makes sense but i don't know is is atrocities an interesting character as is as is before this issue yes as of this issue how about no no you don't like him as kind of the specter (laughs) ghost rider But then again, I've also read issue two, which I won't say a single thing oh, about. Don't you do it. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Jim, have you read issue two, too? I haven't read the entire thing. I flipped through it and read some of it. But, uh, yeah, I did. Okay. We won't say anything. I'm just saying that I've read it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, this whole thing with, like, the other Red Lanterns not really, like, notice, like, well, not, uh, let me try that again. The other Red Lanterns noticing Atrocitus isn't quite the big scary monster he used to be. Like, like that makes sense. The whole, like, like, Blee's starting to take control of the pack thing, like, eh, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to, I feel like she's the mm. only other Red Lantern they've really done anything with, so they're kind of forcing her into a role. That's that's something I wanted to bring up right there is is well not necessarily the way that's going on but the way they talk that's ridiculous because in the exact same issue Dexter doesn't really talk but he communicates through his ring says sadists I hear the screams of your victims all very coherent yeah, yeah but, he also he also couldn't talk to begin with yes but still he's also a cat. <laughs> Ergo, your argument makes no sense. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember back to the the Dexter cat doesn't a cat that looks like a a, a human when Atrocitus is carrying him out of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Remember back to the Dexter origin issue where like mm-hmm. he did talk through the ring, but he he only knew like broken language. Like he didn't say like. <coughs> Like I'm a good cat, he said. Like I good kitty, that kind of thing. Like, like I can kind of accept that. Like he shouldn't be able to say like, like I hear the screams of your victims. Like he he knows too many words. He should be should be more like broken. He should be more broken words to convey concepts, but not in the way the other red lanterns are saying out loud. <laughs> I'm he in should... your ship, vomiting blood on you. He should be no. You know he should talk like he should talk like the Rocket Red over in Justice League International. That's how he should talk. Like. He should talk like a like the Lolcats. He, he's, I swear to God, he should. He's a cat. He's not supposed to talk. He's not supposed to fly through space vomiting blood on people either. He's not supposed to have abs. You're jealous of a cat. Um, Look at him. 
He doesn't. What he's if they're trying to push this origin of him being an Earth cat. <laughs> he doesn't act like an Earth cat. He doesn't look like an Earth cat. Earth cat, you know, with Earth abs and <laughs> Earth limbs. <laughs> Earth dialogue. Yeah, exactly. All that. Yeah, you know, he's from Earth. That means he's made of things from Earth, like people and mountains. Uh, I want to point out that this is the first appearance of the Nightlick character. Um, What? Yeah, he's a Red Lantern on the last page. He's the one with, like, that blue skull um, just to the right of uh, Bleeds. Oh, the guy from the toy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's the one that the Four Horsemen created. Nice. Does he look better to you in this, in drawn form or in toy form? Um, I would say toy form. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was kind of intrigued by um that panel where they say um uh, many know that I created the Red Lanterns, fewer know that there were failures, botched experiments which I buried here in the remote Yasmalt Valley. That had me interested, like, kind of, like, well, let's see what, what might be under there, like, what was, because if, if this core wasn't Atrocitus's first attempt, then what did he do first? Yeah. Well, remember the solicit we got for this Red Lantern thing when it was first solicited was something about what is at the bottom of the, the blood, uh, ocean or something like that. That's true. Oh, oh, no, go, go, you go ahead. Yeah, well, like, the one thing that I'm hoping to see in this series, uh, which we never really got, was, like, how the hell did he start, how how the hell did he get the the Red Lantern battery in the first place? Hmm, yeah. Like, basically, he killed the other dude, uh, one of the other inversions, (laughs) and used his blood, and then... The next thing you know, he had a battery and a ring. Hmm. I mean... How did he learn magic? <laughs> there's gotta be, like, a, a missing step there. He got so pissed off, he saw the future. <laughs> That's pissed off. And then he just plucked it out of the future, <laughs> thereby creating a, a paradox loop. Nice. I'll believe it. You would. Yeah. Now, just because I'm looking at it, can I read to you guys what I believe is the best example of of um, Peter Milligan not getting this character? Sure. <laughs> this it's is story Atrocitus. time with Uncle Dan. Yes. This is Krona. No, this is Atrocitus talking. Okay. Krona. If only you were alive, Krona. How easy that would make things. How terrible and pure my rage would be. In many ways, we are like lovers. I am married to you in my rage, Krona. Married for all time. You slaughtered my people. At this point, he's caressing Krona's corpse. Like, this, like what the hell? What does he do? Did Peter Milligan ever read anything with Atrocitus in it ever before? Like, he just, well, he does like, not get this character. Yeah, he doesn't but, have this character's voice. But. Voice. 
the problem is, like... Oh, there's one? The problem. Well, one of the biggest problems right now is that, like, Atrocitus, he lost his, his mission. You know, he, he is without a cause. So, I mean, his voice is kind of like, he doesn't really have one. His voice has always been about, it's like, I want revenge, I'm angry, you know, I'm going to get back at you because you caused this. Now that's been robbed of him. So, I mean, like, I, I think that this is a little, well, it's a little heavy on, like, the uh, the melodrama. And, you know, and Atrocitus is, like, waxing poetical way too much. It is way too much, like, you know, introspection. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you, you want to talk about losing a mission, the very next page, he continues. And like a lover, I am jealous. You were meant to be mine, but another took you. The Green Lantern named Hal Jordan, he stole you from me. My vengeance forever didn't... Why isn't he pissed the hell off at Hal Jordan and making his mission going to kill Hal Jordan? <laughs> Because his rage isn't pure anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I never read the comic in the voice and tone at which you are reading it. <laughs> it's I, the I only know. one you can. <laughs> like, like honestly, like <laughs> when uh, when Rage Kitty is you know getting you know beaten up by the people on that ship, did Atrocitus come in and say? What are you doing to my cat? You know? uh, it, was, it was like, what are you doing to my cat? Like, Atrocitus' dialogue becomes so much better if you read it as he's, like, totally mellow and kind of in love. <laughs> I would make a blood prophecy to understand where it all might end. I wish they would have, like, just put the, you know, the symboled out curse word when he pops into the ship. <laughs> what the, what the f are you doing to my cat? <laughs> or make this one of the, the, the edge books and just like bleep out cat instead. Or you could just put GD. <laughs> I'll honestly say that I've never seen the word febrile used in a comic book. The hell does that mean? When he's referring to Bleas, does her febrile mind really fail to understand? It, it means uh, having feeble. No, it's it, it translates to having or showing the symptoms of a fever, or having or showing a great deal of nervous excitement or energy. Hmm. I had to look it up. I've never heard of it before. Well, you're no uh, no. Uh... I'm not Noah. I'm Moses, if anything. Oh, shit, what was he trained as again? Psychologist? You're no psychologist. <laughs> that is true. Your whole, your whole clip was uh, taken down a few pegs because you had to think for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of things that we don't like to think of for a few minutes, how about these guys on Earth? Oh, God. Oh, there were scenes on Earth? Oh, that was that was horrible. Look at my dead grandfather's hands. <laughs> Look at them. 
<laughs> you suck. <laughs> this whole family is a failure. But I had the I had a paper. But he's dead. But it was <laughs> I hate both of those people, actually. <laughs> uh, so, you think it'll be issue two or three when the one with glasses gets a red ring? <laughs> we can't answer that. Ah, you jerk asses. It'll be number two. In the... <laughs> we still can't answer that. I, I, I don't... I don't know. I, this whole thing is just... What about the art? What about the art? We got Ed Bennis doing art. Ed can inconsistent, but still <laughs> okay in places. This was not the Ed Bennis from a. Uh... Well, no, that's not fair to say. I was going to say this was not the Ed Bennis from um, Blackest Night Titans. It was more the Ed Bennis from. Green Lantern 49, but this actually has backgrounds and a sense of space. So this is this is better than Green Lantern 49, but worse than Blackest Night Titans. You know, I... Back when, uh, what you call it, the Supergirl series was ending that Peter David wrote, Ed Bennis worked on... Uh, like the final issue, the final arc. Um, and that was one of the earlier things that he had done, you know, in mainstream comics. And that one arc was so beautiful. Like he introduced, like it was, uh, the Linda Danvers Supergirl. And then they also introduced the Kara Zor-El Supergirl at the very end. Um, and it was just this amazing arc and the art was so incredibly beautiful. It, it's it, even today. It's it's one of like the you know most beautiful arcs that I've seen by Ed Bennis. And even back then, like his his prices were you know very very high um, for original art. And uh, I, don't, I don't even think he was doing commissions. Um, now here we are, you know, quite a few years later. And, you know, he's on Rage of the Red Lanterns, and he's been doing, you know, fill-ins here and there, and, I mean, like, it's almost like his style is getting worse. Like Wait, he, he did Rage of the Red Lanterns? No, no, not Rage of the Red Lanterns, this Red Lantern issue one. Oh, this one, okay. Yeah, this is what I'm referring to. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's almost like his art is going downhill. Like, he peaked so early. And now he's just kind of been coasting. Because, I mean, like, his art, was he was on JLA for a time, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then, he, he was, um, I think he was the artist when um it relaunched under um, um, Brad Meltzer. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but, I mean, like, what's he been doing since then? I, I mean primarily fill in here and there and I don't know he might have had something that he was working on but it wasn't high profile mm. so I, I mean it's just it's kind of <laughs> odd speaking of kind of odd that uh the two page flashback of Atrocitus's like homeworld massacre 
the panel with his wife and daughter. Yeah. What's up with his daughter's face? Her eyes? Yeah, like, the whole thing. It's like... It's like Atrocitus, his wife, and his daughter are all three different races. Which could be, I guess. But... Oh, oh, that. <laughs> what the heck? Like, what is wrong with her? Oh, my. Uh, like, I'm not even looking at that as, like, that's weird. I'm looking at, like, there's something wrong with this child. Like, God. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's definitely three different races. Because the the woman has like a looks like a I don't know like some kind of ponytail of some sort, and I don't necessarily know that that's hair. Huh. She's got a headtail. She's from Saint Walker's race. Why not? But also, she has a beak as opposed to Atrocitus, who has a mouth. Who has a beak? The wife. On this page? Uh, look on the page with the Manhunter is about to shoot them. Side oh, yeah. of her, she's got a beak. Okay. So maybe that's what happens when the two species mix. You get a freakish little girl <laughs> who has eyes like, um, what was it, uh, the Toy Fair, Twisted Toy Fair Theater, when they wanted to show excitement on the action figures. They'd give them eyes like that. God. Um, yeah, that was weird. Going through is trying to figure out if there's anything we missed. Oh, the the, the Manhunters, though, are, uh, you know, they're definitely drawn not like robots at all, and like actual humans. <laughs> Which is good, I mean, you know, that's fine, because they're not robots, so that's cool. <laughs> um... I, like this is, seriously, that one manhunter that's about to kill them has like a swagger going on. <laughs> God. I mean, the fact that Krona's body is still bleeding, you think is like kind of foreshadowing that he's not dead, dead. No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he <laughs> is completely dead, and if he wasn't before. He is now. <laughs> he just punched his heart out of existence. <laughs> Crota, I will reach into your body and pull out your heart as a snack. I'm Where'd on the, this... uh... Sorry, go ahead. Where'd this mustard come from? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the Ed Bennis website. The double-page spread of Red, uh, of uh, Rage Kitty sold already for $1,000. Why wouldn't it? It's the best thing in this book. God. And the yeah. oh the the cover for this issue is priced at three thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's which no one is going to pay for if you fucked up the entity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, although I mean, uh, it's 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 almost disappointing what it could have been because this is like continuing the tradition of those uh those group shot with the entity covers with like the leader. Like shooting towards you, like they had with Sinestro and Hal Jordan, and now, yeah, now this. And they did one for Green Lantern Corps too with Kyle. And, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I these blue aliens in the beginning were kind of. I felt like, I felt like they wanted these guys to be like the. Like you know how sometimes you'll get like the bad guys who are like 
like brutish savages, but they talk really, really intellectually just just to be like silly with them. I felt like that they wanted to do that here, but he just didn't really. Kind of almost did. Where they just like throw out big vocabulary words for no reason, and they sound snooty, but he just they just kind of stopped halfway before really doing it. Yeah, well, you know, actually, um, right on the first page, that speech bubble it doesn't really make sense from where it's pointed at. You know, he he's got like this thing like opening the guy's eye, and then he's got another tool in his other hand, uh, you know, like reaching for the eye, and then he says pull its eyeball out, that sometimes gives me a fr- frizzin. No, that does. That makes sense. Well, I mean, he's telling somebody else to pull the eyeball out, yet it looks no. like he's about to do it himself. No, he's talking about what he's doing. He's basically saying, he's basically saying, like, like this isn't working. Usually pulling out somebody's eye get, gives me, like, a high, you know? Ah, that's, I think that's written a little weird. Yeah. And also... Uh, I'm wondering if a frizzin is kind of like a frizzled onion. That's probably an erection. Uh, Space erection. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that that double page spread sold for a thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. So I've been like catching up with podcasts slowly. I'm actually glad we did this so soon after me getting my box, because I was going to start trying to avoid stuff that talked about this. But, like, I did hear, like, the a couple minutes, because I was skipping around, of um, CGS talking about this book. And you know what Brian Beamer said? In it regards, sucked. <laughs> he said the <laughs> This was amazing. He's, he said, because he's not a Green Lantern guy, and he said... That that um, that the only character in existence worse than Green Lantern is Rage Kitty. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I had to sit down. I'm like, oh my god! It wasn't those exact words, but it was, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But that was basically it. <laughs> like he he really hates this character so much. <laughs> Um, did you hear the episode where Murd mentioned you? Oh, no. What'd he say? Uh, apparently he was not looking forward to a certain book, and you told him to give it a shot, and he said he's glad he did. Oh, it was a Green Lantern Corps? I think so. Nice. Yeah, he mentioned you. Nice! And, and said that uh, he's he's glad he, he picked it up and listened to you. Sweet. Well, okay. Oh, um, so yeah, so what do we rate this? <laughs> Pants. What do you think, Jim? Um, <laughs> God. Uh, this has got to be uh, a borrow. Going into this, I was planning on giving this a borrow. Pants. Do it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm flipping through. I'm trying to remember why it was a borrow, and I think it was just one of those. Well, you know, it's a first issue. Let's see what it. But you know what? That doesn't reflect the issue itself. So this, 
This has to be a pass. Mm. I'm looking forward to future issues. I think issue three or four or something is supposed to to be all about delving into like three of these random other Red Lantern characters that we've never really seen do anything but be in crowd shots. <laughs> so I'm look I'm looking forward a lot to that issue. Yeah, that sounds like it has some potential to be more entertaining than this. Yeah. Wow, Dan and I both pass on this issue, and yet we're still going to pick up the next few issues as well. Yeah, I'm going to say low borrow. I'm changing my my thing to low borrow. Yeah. Lantern cast. We take the pain, so you don't have to. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. God. Like I was initially just going to give up past of like almost all of these like 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 i didn't know until i started talking about it that i was going to give a green, green lantern a pass and red lanterns a pass and oh, this, is weird. this is weird this is like this was not a great great opening salvo for the lantern books well we got a uh, new guardian so yeah and we got a green lantern core yeah yeah, yeah. Two out of four, not bad. I'm 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 happy that um, Tony Bedard is uh, is doing the the new Guardian thing. Yeah. Uh, he's he's like it's basically like he's spent enough time like figuring out <laughs> how to do Green Lanterns well, you know. And as, now, as now, he, yeah, as, as he, he as he leaves that. Well, yeah, I mean near the end. The very end of uh, Green Lantern Corps. You got a good issue. Yeah. <laughs> the last couple of issues were, were pretty decent. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, given his, you know, interviews about how much he loves Kyle as a character, um, I, I'm, I'm definitely hopeful for that series. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the, um, the more varied supporting cast is going to be around Kyle this time around is going to gonna lead better places than having all Green Lanterns around him all the time did because as far as I'm concerned the worst thing New Guardians can do is be too much like his Green Lantern core run yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry I'm sorry I just yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah um so what about the rest of the 52 oh, not as strong as I was thinking it would be I'm kind of disappointed, but uh, they're 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 not all bad. Yeah, you it know, did get, it did get me to buy more DC books. Oh yeah, and you know me like I was saying like for months that there's absolutely no reason why this should not be like top notch across the board because like this is the time to do it if they can do it and we know they can do it, so just do it, okay? And they didn't, but like. As I sorted out, like, like you should have seen me. Like, I read, like, you know how slow I usually read, right? Like, I, I'll read, like, an issue in a half an hour just because that's how I read. I read, I got, like, 32 of the 52 books or something like that. Read them all in two days. I don't know how I'm alive. And, <laughs> like, afterwards, like, I kept thinking, I'm like, okay, there's only six more left. I, then I can see, I can separate these out and see... I was making pile. I was sitting on the floor making piles around me. I'm like, okay, this is a buy. This is a pass. This is a bar. This is a... <laughs> oh my god, where do these go? <laughs> and like, the amount of high borrows, like 
they're like the stuff that's more positive than just a eh, it's a it's a pa- uh, uh it's a borrow you know whatever like there's more positive in what i read than there is in negative so you know just going off of the books i chose to read like i'm i'm fairly optimistic about what they did just in terms of the quality of the content of the books uh i have a list of the 52 um i'm gonna run through them and uh we'll just give uh buy borrow pass oh god hey well we, I've, i haven't read them all well oh. obviously not but for the ones that you have oh okay say it's, not applicable <laughs> yes um okay so starting with superman uh action comics didn't read. That was a. I have to look at my own list. A high borrow, almost a buy. Yeah, I have not read yet, but I'll be buying it anyway for the first six issues, regardless. Until yeah, I'm, gonna I read gi- it. I'm gonna give it a, like a like a story arc, then yeah. see what happens. I think that the first arc is definitely gonna be worth picking up on that one. Yeah. Uh, Superman number one. Didn't read. Didn't read. I have it, I didn't read it, and I'm not really looking forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> um, Superboy, number one. Didn't, didn't read it. Yeah, I had no interest. I flipped through this, and God, it just, oh, God, no. Although this sound, I am hearing good things about this one, so. Like, there is that, that factor to the New 52 where, like, I, Chad even said it an episode or two ago, that, like, the ones that you would dismiss as terrible are actually surprising people, which we'll get to that in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl, number one. Didn't read. Didn't read. I have skimmed it a little. Um, looks pretty good. You didn't read it. Well, not not entirely, but I, I did read uh, did read a little bit of it. Um, we've got we've got we've got emails to read and fifty two books to go through. Yes. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, Batman, number one. Buy. Did not read. Oh my god, that's definite buy. Incredibly high buy. I don't even particularly like Batman. Buy. (laughs) You know, um, you guys had mentioned how, uh, on the forums, how the Batman the Dark Knight was incredibly weak. Um, And I'm guessing, what what would you guys give that one? Pass. Didn't read. Like, like the Dark Knight, because I read both of these, I read Batman first, just cause, and then I read Dark Knight, and I, I mean this literally, okay? Everything that happens in the Dark Knight issue is what happens in the Batman issue, but worse. <laughs> so it's, there's no reason to read both of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, after reading both of them, uh... I would say Batman the Dark Knight is like a low borrow for me because there were slight aspects of it that I did enjoy. But, I mean, Batman, it did it so much better. Yeah, well, that's Dark Knight is the book that they want multimedia audiences to latch on to because it's named after the highest grossing movie ever, one of them, whatever. And the plot of it is the same as Arkham Asylum, the video game, where he's going into Arkham... And he's, like, fighting his way through jacked-up versions of his villains. Oh, God. Um, Detective Comics? Didn't read. Didn't read, but I'm going to pick it up when I see a reprinting out, because apparently it's amazing. Definite buy. Uh, Batwing? 
Didn't read. Um, borrow. Nah, I didn't read. The they art almost did it. Art looked amazing. Yeah, they just they it they left it a little too generic to be a high borrow. Uh, Batman and Robin. Didn't read. Borrow. Didn't read. Uh, Batgirl. Borrow, and I'm sad it is. High borrow. Mm. High borrow, though it will sink if it doesn't do a couple specific things in the next, like before the first story arc's over. I I, I agree with that. I was really looking forward to this book out of almost everything in the in the fifty two, and I it didn't deliver. This was a this would be a low buy for me. Um, I was not expecting much because it's Gail Simone and I don't have a very good track record with her. But uh, <laughs> I was like I was pleasantly surprised. Like the you know the fight scene in it, um, like it actually evoked a reaction from me. So. That's always good. Yeah, I liked how Barbara reacted to stuff. Yeah. That was really good. And I like the uh, the new roommate. Yeah. Um, Batwoman? Didn't read. It's... Ugh, I hate being that guy, but I would, <laughs> I would say... I would say... Um, uh, high borrow for the art. Because the store... I don't know what happened in the story. <laughs> <laughs> I have always had zero interest in this character. Uh, I did not buy it. It doesn't, like, this. I even said on the forums, like, this is this is the book that's going to make you glad you have eyes. Just, just read an <laughs> issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nightwing number one. Didn't, didn't read. read. Uh, me neither. Uh, Catwoman number one. Didn't read. Didn't read. Me neither. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that I didn't pick that one up. I would love I know, to I check it out. I, I kind of want to go back and get all the ones I chose to skip, you know? <laughs> Maybe uh, digitally in a month. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Birds of Prey? Didn't read. Didn't read. Yeah, that's a pass for me. Sounds awful. And uh, the very controversial Red Hood and the Outlaws? I borrow. Didn't read. Didn't care. Yeah, me neither. The, the Kenneth Rockefeller art, um, from what I looked at, it uh, it only really looked good when he was drawing Starfire. You bite your tongue. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we already did all the Green Lantern books. Um, Justice League number one. Bye. Definitely. Absolutely. Yes. God, yes. Um, and for the people who are out there bitching that all the characters weren't in the first issue... This isn't Justice League. This is Justice League Secret Origin. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Justice League International number one. Didn't read. Uh, I put it as a high borrow. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to buy this. I Honestly, I was fluctuating between borrow and high borrow, but I do want to see what happens next. Mm. So I put high borrow. Okay, breakout hit of the 52, Aquaman. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. This was probably the most entertaining Aquaman story of all time. This is the this is 100% exactly what I wanted them to do with the exact creative team I wanted them to put on it. This is it's 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 like it's like I went to sleep 
they came in with some sort of machine and took this out of my brain and printed it. Bye. And and so to read to read what I wrote on the forums because not everybody on there who listens to our show participates on the forums. Jeff Johns setting up the future story and dealing with the bullshit the character gets right in the first issue. All the complaints I heard were about how they'd rather Jeff Johns show us why Arthur is a badass and not tell us. They did. Yeah, that's what I'm about to get to. Yeah, because lifting a truck over your head with a trident, having bullets glance off your skin, and leaping tall buildings, buildings all while boinking the hottest redhead ever wasn't enough. <laughs> wasn't even, and, it wasn't even just like a handgunner. It's like they shot an AK-47 at his face, and he just got mad. <laughs> and not to mention, these bullets aren't just glancing off him like Superman. They're leaving. They're hurting him. He's feeling it, but they're glancing off of him because yeah. there's still trickle of blood on him. Yeah, but he's still fighting through through bullets, <laughs> and 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 the whole dealing with the bullshit the character gets in the first issue, he dealt with it all in the first issue. That means it's already dealt with, and we can move on to all the badassness that is going to be coming up. Yeah, and it's... I I can see it coming, and it's going to be epic. <laughs> really, I was about to say epic. Uh, this was amazing. Um... I don't, I don't know that anything else was better than Aquaman. After this crop of books, I kind of want to quit this show and start up the Aquacast. Like, this is... It's this already is... being done. Oh. <laughs> it's called it's called Fire and Water. Well, then that's not called the Aquacast. Now is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, when it's, when it's done by the Aquaman Shrine and Firestorm fan... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. What's uh, next on the list? Next up, we got Wonder Woman. Bye. Didn't read... Oh, absolute buy. You didn't get this, Chad? Nope. No Chad, interest in Wonder Woman. It doesn't matter. Get oh, this. Oh, man. This I will... flipped through it. No interest. Oh, God. It was oh. so good. Uh, again, I would say this is probably one of the best Wonder Woman stories of all time. Yes. This is the best th- This is the best Wonder Woman I've read since Blackest Night Wonder Woman. Yes. Like It's one of the best-looking books in terms of art. It, It's got that kind of indie thing going for it, and it's like... They like they dealt with the Greek pantheon in a way that I actually liked and didn't feel like oh there's the Greek pantheon again that's great yeah like yeah. it's it was just really well done I can't wait like this is one of those where I can't wait to read issue two yeah tons of fun I just I just have no interest in Wonder Woman except on the periphery so uh, she was only in half this book yeah um. Chad's missing out. Okay, Flash number one. Bye. Pants. Pass. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? I'm I'm done with Flash. I don't want to be done with Flash, but I'm done with Flash. Completely done. What the hell is wrong with you guys? This is the same shit from every other issue one of Flash, just a new book. New number one. Yeah, and I love the last issue one of Flash, too. (laughs) Like, all I want... like, Like, I'm in a... The place I'm in with Flash is, like, I don't care who the Flash is. I don't care what his costume looks like. I don't care like what it's tied to. Like I just want someone with super speed dressed like a Flash running around doing cool fun stuff with art that looks great. And that's what this issue is. So okay, you art. know what? The page with him vibrating through the concrete, that was that was cool. I haven't seen that done in a while. That was a cool use of it, everything. But I'm just done with it. This is the same shit, different issue. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. 
I, I've been burned so many times on Flash that I just, I, I just, I don't want any more. Well, I, I do want more, but I don't want more of this. You know, if you look at what they did to Aquaman and you look at what they did to Wonder Woman, like, those were two characters that were I, pretty much in desperate need of revamps. And it's not that they have to erase all of their continuity, but and I don't even know if they did. It doesn't matter. But it's like, here we are going forward here. We're going to tell some awesome stories and we're going to make these characters interesting. And it's going to be a new take on characters that you may not have loved in the past, but we're going to make you love them. Flash, it just seems like more of the old. It's like more mm-hmm. of the same stuff. And, you know, like they, they had an opportunity and they basically gave us, yeah, they gave us the same exact Flash as the last series, which like bored me to tears. They t- they all like they, they tried revamping the Flash over and over and over again, and that kept not working at all. So well, like, all right, let's not revamp them this time. Let's just it. Keep in mind, like this is written by somebody different than Jeff Johns, who gave you the last series that you didn't like. But, oh, I like the last series, but I'm just saying they're following the same trope that Jeff Johns did. And yes, uh, this is going to sound hypocritical because I like some of the issues that actually stuck closer to what we know than change things up. However, this was the perfect time to change things and not follow what Jeff Johns did. But they didn't. And I know that sounds weird, but I I don't want them... I want a new Flash. Something else. Okay? And they didn't give it to me. They gave me, they gave me this this writer's interpretation of what Jeff Johns' first issue should have would have been or was. And I don't care to read that. I care to read this guy's Flash as he sees it, whatever he sees it as, good or bad, just change him. Eight months from now, when there's a two-part crossover between Green Lantern and Flash, and we have to read it, I'm gonna laugh. You can. I don't care. I, I would. I would be more than happy to eat my words and and love a flashbook. But I didn't like this one. Sorry. I mean, sorry to people like Eric and stuff. But I just. I didn't like it. Hey, what? if if uh, when issue eight rolls around, you know, if they make the Flash awesome, you know, and appealing to us, then we'll be singing a different tune, and we'll probably be happy to do it. But I don't crazy. Think, don't think that's going to happen. I hope they keep up issue one. For a year, I love it. Okay, next up, uh, Captain Adam. Didn't Did not read. read. I <laughs> I started reading this. I literally fell asleep halfway through it. Um, it's oh God. It was first off, it's nothing like any Captain Adam prior. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of abysmal. Kind of want to look at like a splash page or something because I. Want to see what Freddie Williams did differently with his art? Because, like, I I like the concept of like doing the entire comic in one style, but drawing Captain Adam in a completely different way of like shading and pencil work and inking and stuff. Like, I like that idea. I just did don't know how it looks. Did he? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's it's not that amazing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, pass. Uh, Fury of Firestorm. 
Low borrow. Oh. And I'm very, very sad. Jim. Dad? Jim. Oh, God. I... I'm going to have to say, yeah, I'm going to have to go with extremely low borrow because I want to give it, like, another shot to read the story to see if I'm going to cancel this and never look back forever. You guys are stupid. This was a buy. I like this. Oh, God. Dave Harvitz, I never found, like, a version of Firestorm that I really latched on to. Like, I tried. Like, I I read... I read the Jason series, like, on and off, and Chad, I'll be mailing you that shortly. <laughs> and, um, like, I never liked the character in Super Friends. I never got into the Ronnie Raymond solo portrayal at all. And well, which one did you read, the Ronnie Raymond? Did you read the original, like, the late 70s thing that only lasted five issues that came out in trade recently, or did you read the 80s stuff? I read, like, a couple random 80s issues, and I re- I've read Firestorm in other, like, contemporary things, like when he was on the Justice League for a while, and, and like, during crossovers and stuff like that, and I was always, <coughs> always kind of like, eh, there's Firestorm. And, read like, the trade and- of Firestorm that just came out. That's pretty cool. All That's right. good Ronnie Raymond Firestorm. Like based on the stuff, like I didn't finish, I didn't follow through with Brightest Day, but everything you guys were saying about Brightest Day sounded like it wasn't really that great to me. So like, I don't know, I was fine. Like this is a total reboot, I was fine with that, and like kind of I like the weird direction they're taking it in. I I didn't like how this is like one of several books in the New Fifty Two that just randomly brings up racism out of nowhere, and that's the only negative I have towards it. But, yeah, this was a buy. <laughs> I, yeah, the the racism, um, I, I hated the characters of Ronnie and Jason. That's um, why it's a low borrow for me. It's not for anything else except for the way they portray Ronnie and Jason. They're, they're completely unlikable characters. I No, I think they're unlikable when they're around each other, which is the point. Like, once they're, like, once they're, like, with their respective families or their parents, like, you get to see, like, okay, you know what, these, they're good guys, but, you know, it's just the whole, like, being young and stupid asshole thing that all all teenagers have. Yeah, but even when, um, when Jason was not around Ronnie, but just, like, watching from the bleachers... You know, he, like, had, like, the surly attitude, like, why do I have to write about this? I don't want to write about this. He's taking the whole, like, he doesn't like the idea, like, he's had to work how hard to get into, like, whatever school he's going to, whereas all this guy has to do is throw a ball really far, and he's go- probably going to pass me, kind of yeah, thing. Well, it's, it kind of worked out for Jason, considering what he ends up with in the end. Well. Apparently. Uh, you know, the one thing that I was never really that big on with Firestorm was the the concept that it's two people that combine to make it up, but you only actually ever get to see one of them, and the other person's just kind of like taking a back seat in the mind. Um, I, I don't know, and that, that particular concept of the character was just the downside to an otherwise awesome character. But it was it was cool in Brightest Day when it was it was Ronnie yes, and Jason. Yes, that was the first time that it was 
done really well because they both had such a strength, you know, a connection to Firestorm. And then, you know, switching was, was really, really neat. Like, that was a, a completely brilliant take on the character. And now they've completely done away with all of that, you know, in favor of something completely different, completely new. And like I said, like, I'll read the next issue because maybe, you know, they'll justify why this should be, should have been done in the first place. But I mean, like, they completely dropped the ball on the the Brightest Day storyline, which Brightest Day itself wasn't that great, but they could have done some really interesting things with where they put the character. I mean, I you know me, I like high concept weird stuff. So the fact that somebody said like, <clears throat> like okay, so when two people combine, they make firestorm. So what if when two firestorms combine, they make like a giant crazy monster firestorm? And they said okay, let's do that. Like, that's awesome. Like I want to see what happens. You know, it's, it's it's just it's weird. It's probably stupid. It's I just I like it. I want to see what happens. Hey, to each his own. Yes. Uh, Green Arrow. Didn't, Didn't read it. Didn't read it. No interest. Nope. Um, Savage Hawkman. Didn't care. To quote Murd, big laundry basket full of pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't read this. There's no possible way. I flipped through. I, I said on the forums that, you know, if, there was I'll flip through, and if there was something about uh, Hawk Girl, yeah, then I, I like Hawk I Girl. I think that's why I, that's why I was looking forward to this, just because of everything that happened in Brightest Day. And when it said Savage Hawkman, I want to see how he gets pushed over the edge and all this other stuff. But they didn't even touch on it, and I don't care. And I was yeah. just the, the art was dull and and blurry, and the story was retarded. And what they did with his, his armor, that was ridiculous. I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cartoons made me care about Hawkgirl, but I don't care about Hawkman at all. Yeah. Yeah, if you take Hawkgirl away from Hawkman, I have no interest. Uh, Mr. Terrific. Didn't read. This was a very disappointing pass, because I had high hopes for this. I'm going to put this at a medium to high borrow, because I am very curious about future issues. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue it, but definitely going to give it at least another issue. Uh, so, so another one of those where they just randomly did, like, the race stuff. Yeah, but the race was done a lot better than it was in Firestorm. Well, maybe at the end, yeah. but there's yeah. a scene at the at the first scene people were like like he, they're asking like who are you you just saved us and he's like i'm mr terrific i'm the third smartest man in the world which okay that's fine that's, yeah. he says that a lot i that's fine but then they're like oh who's the first two does it ever bother you being being number three yeah and his response is yeah. something to the something in the vein of would it kill you guys to say Hey, thanks for saving me, black guy. Like he would. Why would he say that? Yeah, like, what that the was hell? weird. That was a little weird. Like that was his exact line. Like mm-hmm. what the what the hell? What? Uh, anyway, what's next? Uh, DC Universe presents number one. Didn't get it. 
Bye. Um, I thought you would like it. <laughs> you know, for this particular story, I'm leaning towards pass. Although, based on what it could be, I may stick with it for a borrow. I'm super curious what the next story arc's going to be. But I don't care until then. Yeah, I can't imagine it being worse than what's going on right now. I'll I'm like, kill you. I'm like swirling, swirling around my head of like, oh, what character will it be? But, you know, that's yeah. uh Justice League Dark. Bye. Uh, pass. I haven't read it yet. Swamp Thing. Didn't read it. Bye. Didn't read. Animal Man. Bye. Didn't read. Just pass. Aww. Oh, God. I, you know, I hate the, the, the whole concept of the red. You like Animal Man. I like Animal Man. I don't like the red and the green and the black. I, I, that's like that's like saying I like Green Lantern, but these rings, Jesus Christ! You know. No, no, no. I you know no, it's like no, it's not. It, Animal Man for the past, I don't know for, for the past few years, like since fifty two, there's been Is like it? no mention of. I didn't, uh, I didn't read fifty two. Read fifty two. Fifty two. Bye. Well, yeah, <laughs> since before 52, and I'm, I'm talking about, like, you know, it, not, none of this happened, but since before then, they haven't even referenced, like, the, you know, the red, the black, the green, any of that crap. And that's the Animal Man that I like. I don't like, and I, I hate that, this whole stuff. And it, the art <laughs> style didn't appeal to me. Total pass. Uh, it makes for a great indie-style horror book, though. Yeah, that's not what I want from Animal Man. Well, that's what I like. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein? Didn't read. High borrow. Did not. Very, very close to a buy. Yeah. Yeah. Frankenstein? Very. <laughs> I Vampire? Didn't read. I didn't read, but I kind of, like. I haven't heard anybody talk about it yet, but I'm already regretting not getting it. Yeah, I did not read that, and from what I've heard, it's probably for the best that I did not read that. Ooh. Um, yeah, I have not heard good things. Okay, Resurrection Man. Didn't read. Borrow. High buy. Oh, man, it was so good. That that was probably on par. The most retarded thing ever. Oh, what? What? I flipped through it in the store. It was ridiculous. You did, but you didn't read it? Nope. Uh, I couldn't I... get through the first page because it was a wordy SOB. What? Now, I think... And the art was terrible. I think everything was fine until about halfway, though. Like, once he gets on the plane, it all falls apart. Yeah, well, you, you, know, you mentioned that on the forum, and, I mean, I don't want to go spoilers on this, but... You know, the the one the one thing that, you know, you said it actually applies to Resurrection Man because his whole deal is that he literally does die and come back to life every time he gets new powers. Yeah. I, I mean like it, I know. it's been done yeah, okay, that the, the, the story that they're going for here may have been done in the past, but I mean, I don't know that it's ever been actually done where, you know, to this yeah. scenario. I mean, it's, 
it's his is unique because of the number of times he's died. That's basically it. Well, no, because he's like literally like he he dies all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. As opposed to, you know, people that don't actually die but are supposed to die. Eh. Anyway, I I love that book and. Man, Chad, like, I wish that you could get past that first page in the art, because, man, it's so good. It's it's uh, Andy Lanning and uh, Dan Abnett. Writing it, yeah. So, love that. Uh, Demon Knights. Didn't read. But I heard really good things. Hi, Borrow. And I said this on the forums. The one and only reason this is not a buy is because I just don't feel like reading a sword and sorcery book right now. Yeah, Absolutely everything else about this would make it a buy. Um, okay, then we've got Stormwatch. Didn't read. Didn't read. Uh, borrow, disappointingly. <laughs> I can't imagine why you thought that that would be. A... Have you read the solicits for this thing? It sounds like, like it sounds like exactly what I want out of like this kind of a, like it sounds like a, a high concept weird super team thing like like. The, the solicitor number two starts off with a sentence, someone yelling, the moon is, or the moon is, like, alive and it's going to war with the earth or something, or, like, something like that. Like, it's just so bizarre and weird, and I wanted it to be more bizarre and weird, but it wasn't. So I'm going to give it another issue or two, but I feel, I feel like we should have a rating lower than pass that I could assign things like Stormwatch. Oh. Um, Voodoo. Didn't read. Didn't read. Didn't read. Grifter. Didn't read. Didn't read. Uh, bye. Oh, was that good? It was good. It surprised me. I didn't expect to get anything out of it. It was one of those books where I'm like, well, I might as well try something different that I wouldn't normally get. And, <laughs> like, the... The, uh, the art was really good. And the story... Like, the story was a little generic... And it was very much like the starting point, but yeah, I was surprised by it. Uh, Deathstroke. Didn't read. Didn't read. Pass. I got this one just to see the train wreck, and it didn't disappoint. Oh, God. Suicide Squad. Bye. What? Bye. I haven't gotten to read it yet, but I have it. Wait, isn't this the same book that made you say, like, I like. I thought you. I hate what they did to. I hate what they did to King Shark. I don't care about the rest. All right. (laughs) I love this book. Wow. I can't wait to see the next one. Uh, Omac. Didn't read. Didn't read. Bye, bye, bye. Quite possibly one of my favorites of this line. Like, I ordered number one, because Dan DiDio helps write this thing, so I got this, again, in part to see the train wreck. <laughs> I'm ordering number four, and I'm tracking down number... Two. Like, number two came out already. I'm getting that issue. I'm tracking down number three as well. This is so much fun. It looks so awesome. Like Who's, I, uh, who's drawing it? Uh, Keith Giffen. Oh. It's, it's Giffen doing his best Kirby. And it looks amazing. I, I've heard so many, like, just amazing things about it, but I just cannot bring myself to buy an OMAC book. If I buy the first issue for you and give it to you at, say, I don't know, Wild Pig, 
Would you read it? I will. I will do that. Um, next up we have G.I. Jo- uh, I mean, Blackhawks. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> didn't read. Yeah, didn't care. Um, <laughs> and then also G.I. Jo- uh, Men of War. This one I gave a very disappointing pass because I was expecting a lot out of this book. Not necessarily for me, but as soon as I saw the cover to number one, I immediately thought this is the book they're going to try to grab the Call of Duty crowd with. And just... even Not so much even the story they went with in it, but the fact that they went with, like, like, typical comic art as opposed to, like, the kind of tonal thing they could have done and, like, the way they could have played with it to really give, like, a lot of moodiness to the story. Like, it just... It was a big letdown. Like, I'm going to read the next two because I already pre-ordered them, but that's the only reason I ever would. Yeah. I I can't imagine ever having much interest in a book like that. Didn't care. Uh, All-Star Western. Didn't care. I hate Westerns. You know, I did not pick this up um, because I don't have interest in Westerns either. And also the fact that it was $3.99, which it's it's more pages, but still, $3.99. I've been hearing such amazing things about this, I think I'm going to have to get it in a trade. Teen Titans. Didn't read. Bye. Did not read. No, this surprised me, because that's another one. I'm like, well, I'm curious. These seem to be the biggest changes, so let's see what happens for an issue. And it was good. It was really good. I kind of liked uh, Tim Drake's new costume. Yeah, and he reads exactly like the same old Tim Drake we've been reading, so... Um, and, you know, if they explain who the hell the Kid Flash is, um, yeah. I might be on board then after that. Yeah, They didn't do it in issue one, but it's coming. Uh, Static Shock number one. Bye. Really? Bye. Pass. Yeah, I skipped it. I loved it. I wanted to love it. (laughs) Uh, Hawk and Dove. Didn't read. Didn't read. You know, I I flipped through this. (laughs) I, I said to myself, it's like, okay, well, I like Dove, so maybe... Maybe I'll flip through and there'll be something that will jump out at me and cause me to have some interest. Like, oh my god, like, oh god, I I regret doing that. I even regret flipping through this book. <laughs> Chad, you didn't get a book with Dead Man in it? Uh, I got, I already got two, I figured, what's the use? <laughs> <laughs> two's your limit, two's your monthly limit. Uh, yeah. Blue Beetle. Didn't read. Very disappointing pass. Yeah, this I would have to rate at either a pass or a very low borrow. This was, like, I love this character. I love the last series this character had. But this, like, the first issue of this, they're literally retelling the first story arc of the last series this character had starting from the same beginning. So it's like, if you've never heard of this character before or read that old series, yeah, you might you might get a kick out of it. It might be good. For me, it's like, okay, this is the exact same thing a second time, 
just tweaked a little tiny bit. Yeah, to take one aspect out of it. Eh, a couple, but you know. well, one one key aspect, I would say. Um, yeah, you know, I I read it. Um, I I kind of want to like Blue Beetle, but I didn't like the characters. Um, it it actually it kind of irritated me the characters. No, I trust me. If you want to like Blue Beetle, you need to read like the first, like the first twenty four, twenty five issues of the last series, which you know you didn't like the characters here. The characters here are in in parts they're caricatures of their last incarnation. So you'll like like his friend who shows up who like dro- he's a dropout and he's like this tough bad boy kind of guy. That's that's so completely different from that character in the other, in the other book. Yeah. Like, like just give that give that other incarnation of it a shot. It's a completely different reading experience. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not. I don't really want to pick up that, knowing that it just kind of trails off into nothingness and then gets restarted with this. It's a, it does uh, look. Crap. If you read that first two years, you get an a beginning, middle, and end. Like, even though the series continues, you can stop there and have a satisfying ending. I I'll, I think I'll flip through the second issue of this to see what happens, but most likely I think I'm done with Blue Beetle. Um, and then the final two, the Legion books. Legion of Superheroes and Legion Lost. Didn't read. I passed on both. Legion Lost is a buy. Legion is a pass. Legion Lost, like, the cast was smaller. The situation they were in was, was, like, is something we're used to, so it's easy to get your head around. It's, like, it, it made getting the Legion easy, which is important for this group. Whereas the regular Legion book, you know, <laughs> I sat on the forum, I felt like I was reading a book in a different language. And I've read... I've read this Legion before. Like, this is a direct continuation off the series that started with the whole, you know, Earthman and who's going to be the Green Lantern in the future stuff. Like, that's this is the same series. This is the same Legion. And, like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't care. Yeah, that, that last Legion series just kind of trailed off into complete boredom for me. Yeah, but, um... Um... Legion Lost, good stuff. Oh, here's the problem, Dan. Uh, Legion of Superheroes number one was actually written in Interlac. Oh. Uh. So that's why you didn't understand the words that they were writing. Oh, of course. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's our thoughts on all of them. Yeah. Alright. So what next? Emails. Yes. Okay. Uh, who wants to start? Yeah. <laughs> Me? I want you to start. Uh, we got two that are people who haven't received the, uh, <laughs> who haven't received uh, their books yet and are just telling us what they're looking forward to, and two that have already read uh, these books that we discussed tonight and are giving us their reactions. So the first email comes from Dowd. And he's t- he's one of the ones who hasn't read anything yet. Um, and talking about uh, Green Lantern, the main series. 
Hopefully the recent developments with Hal after War of the Green Lanterns will mean he'll get some decently compelling stories. Mm -hmm. And the presence willing, he'll develop something resembling a personality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. (laughs) After reading the JLA one, it looks like they're definitely trying to give him more of a personality. That's true. Uh, talking about Green Lantern Corps, I really, really hope that John being transferred over to Green Lantern Corps means that he'll also get a better representation in the comics. Nope. Since, Tom- since Tomasi is one of the few writers I've read that can write him well. I also see, I also, I'm also hoping to see a resolution to all the subtext that I feel between Sodom Yat and Aresia. And while I'm on the topic of relationships, does anyone think that if Kyle gets down on his knees and begs Sorionic to take him back, does he even want her back? Mary said she sensed something between them, so maybe they'll eventually move past what happened so they can have a healthy relationship. No. Or hopefully that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> <We're>, um. <laughs> our thoughts over here is we're glad that relationship's done and we don't ever want to hear it re- mentioned ever again. Um, sham of a relationship. If it were up to me, I would set that relationship on fire and then piss on the ashes. <laughs> Why would you waste good piss? <laughs> um, the Sodom, yeah, and Aresia thing is definitely coming, though. I mean, Sodom is... is um, I think Tomasi hinted that he's he's not in the book yet, so he will be eventually. And I mean, he's been writing that character continuously since the Sinestro Corps War. He's not going to let him go. And Wait. He he's not in the book yet. No, you idiot. Play on words, Dan. Thanks for I know, a minute. I know. No, I know. No, <laughs> this, is, this is just exactly how funny it was. <laughs> Do you hear awesome. the crickets in the background? That that kind of <laughs> helps too. <laughs> Uh, the other email come from the, from someone who hasn't read their books yet is Eric Ridgway, a good friend of the show. Yep. Hey guys, I haven't gotten my Lantern books, uh, but DCVS should arrive tonight. For Green Lantern, just hoping for two Sinestro stories, then Hal gets his ring back. Maybe. I'd like that. I don't know if I want him to get his ring back that quick. I mean, I, like I said, I'd probably prefer an issue where, you know, it's like a temporary ring or something. But, whatever. Uh, New Guardians. Solicit seems interesting, but doesn't seem like Kyle will be in a good spot anytime soon. I don't know, I saw, did you guys see the art for issue three, I think? Uh, uh, which one? Of, of New Guardians. Oh, like, oh, yes. Like yeah. a cover or interior? Interior. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. I'm intrigued. Looks like the ugliest thing in the world. Well, I don't know, Neighbor Fino's coloring, so... That means it'll be the ugliest thing in the world wearing some great makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Green Lantern Corps. I just want to see an interesting story better than the recent Alpha Lantern stories. Done. (laughs) <laughs> well, congratulations, Eric. <laughs> You've got gave, what you wished for. I gave I gave the issue a, a borrow, and it's already accomplished that. <laughs> uh, Red Lanterns would like a three issue story where Rage Kitty is the focus. Yes. 
<laughs> I don't know if I can deal with the three issues of Rage Kitty. You'll deal maybe, with it and you will like it. Maybe one and a half. <laughs> one and a half? As long as one issue is just him, like, sitting on a couch. The entire oh. issue. Yes. Yes, give me that. <laughs> oh. I should never be, like, an editor at DC for any reason. That This is the shit I would do all the time. <laughs> It would just it would be Rage Kitty on the couch, and then there would be a flash book where the flash is just running in a circle, and I would be so happy with everything. <laughs> and your company would go bankrupt. Yeah, but so you know it would, what? It would be what? Marvel? Oh. Oh, snap. <laughs> Sipping on that haterade tonight, aren't we? Yeah, have you heard that uh, it's coming at Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is is New York Comic Con next week? Yes. yes or it this is. week? Because, you know, we are posting this the day we record. Uh, whatever. It. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that close. Yep. But yeah, they're like, say, and they sent out like postcards or something to shops just saying, it's coming. And then the Marvel logo. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So nobody has any idea what it, what it's coming. And nobody's really caring too much. It's like, about- oh, maybe. Maybe they're going to do day and day digital. Oh, they they tried to do that like three times already and then didn't. <laughs> oh. Didn't Image follow their uh, DC's lead and start doing day and date? Or was yeah. it IDW? I think it was one of the it was one of the smaller publishers. I don't know which one. The um, the one the, the funniest thing that I saw on the bleeding cool comment section was uh, <laughs> they forgot the S and the T. What? It's coming. Or the S and the H, rather. Oh, that makes it funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Skit's coming. <laughs> oh, those guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like, like realistically, like, and you were done with uh, Eric's email, right, Chad? Yes, yes, all that's left is the people who have read the books. Right. Um... At this stage of the game, like, I don't necessarily think it would be a bad idea for Marvel to try and, like, make their comics accessible. Um, although if they are still charging three ninety nine for most of the good ones, I'm not going to jump on. Mm. But the, the one definite factor is if they do do that and reboot everything, then, one, it's, like it's going to be evident that they did not put, like, any time into actually doing it. Because they actually, like, they have stories planned for next year. Yeah. So, you know, if they decide, oh, yep, you know what, let's reboot and uh, screw that, whatever, we'll just go ahead. Um, yeah, it's going to show that it's rushed, and it's also going to show that they are 100% clearly just copying what DC did to try and raise money. I mean, and, and like, I... I don't dislike Marvel. I hate things they do publicly a lot, but, yeah. but like I'm trying to add like I'm adding trying to add some Marvel books to my pull list for the first time in a long time. And I, like I want again, I want to get back into Marvel on a monthly basis. Well, it's just a matter of will they let me? Yeah. Well, they're doing a point one one shot. It's like a 64-page book for like five bucks. And the one thing out of that that seemed pretty interesting 
was um, Scarlet, Scarlet Spider. Well, I, I do think that is pretty interesting. I like that character, but more than that, the return of Nova. Oh, did he die or something? Well, he's kind of been. Well, I, I have no idea what happened to him actually, but I just know that there has not been a Nova book for a while. Yeah. So. And the return of the Nova cast. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I, I would love to like Marvel books again, but the three ninety nine thing, it really they they lost me with the three ninety nine. They, you know where they lost me is because I was picking up Thor, and then the movie started coming out, and then they released about six titles centered around Thor. And okay. I was I was done with it, because they do the same thing every time a freaking movie comes out, and it just kills the character for me. I was loving Thor, and then they just put out a crap ton of crap. So why don't, have... Yeah, why don't you just skip the crap? Because <laughs> it just... Book that you like. Because I I skipped it, and then I started reading the first couple issues of the new Thor after the Straczynski thing, and it just didn't work for me, so I just said, fuck it, and dropped everything. Yeah, that I can understand. I mean, I just caught up. Well, not caught up. I'm still behind by, like, two. Um, I've been reading Invincible Iron Man in in trade, or hardcover, whatever. And that is an amazing series. Really? Because in uh, the next Larfley's report that'll uh, show up eventually, uh, I, my Marvel pick is Invincible Iron Man because the cover shows him wearing um, some. Well, I, I don't know anything about Marvel universe, so I think it's the the destroyer armor. No, he's there. The um, Mandarin's rings. Oh. Yes, and I saw that, and I was like, I, I asked the. My LCS owner, I said, uh, since when does uh, Tony Stark have power rings? <laughs> and they were telling me about the Mandarin and what the rings do and all this stuff. And I was like, that actually sounds kind of cool. I might actually start picking up a Marvel book again. And I've been hearing good things about Invincible Iron Man. So yeah, that'll be my Marvel pick whenever the next Larfleeze report come out, comes out. Yeah, like I was... I was reading that series, like, a hardcover a day, every day, until I ran out of them. Like, I love this. Like, this book, this is one of those runs, it's all by Matt Fraction. It's one of those runs that, like, I want to have on my shelf forever one day, next to my, like, Jeff Johns Green Lantern and Tomasi Green Lantern core stuff. Like, this is, it's just so good. And Starman, of course. And Starman, of course, yeah. I almost read it. <laughs> okay, more emails? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, from Brian. This one's uh, a little wordy, but I'll just uh, take it paragraph by paragraph, and y'all can react. Okay, boys, the first month of the DCU is behind us now, so I thought, with no prov- provocation from Chad, to send my thoughts in of uh, four new Lantern books. But to be honest, I'm less than thrilled with most of them. So let's go from bad to good, as there is one shining book in my eyes. I think the weakest out of the gate, and this is partially based on having just read issue 2, is the Red Lantern book. It seems Atrocitus is about to go from the Rage Corpse to the introspective whiny pussy core. (laughs) Jesus, talk about killing what makes a character cool. I think now seeing it in practice that the Red Lanterns just can't support a book on their own. I wish they had made a series more based on revolving through the different color core than just focusing on the Red Lanterns. 
I'm not a fan of Ennis's art on the book either. It's not terrible, but it seems short on the storytelling end and more focused on pinups. My mother always tells me to end on a positive. Blaze's ass looks good though, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I, as far as I'm concerned, I've already seen that a Red Lantern book can work. In that Green Lantern issue, that was all atrocities where it was just Jeff Johns and Doug Monkey just doing a really kick-ass atrocities one-shot, basically. And, you know, reading reading Red Lantern's number one, I just kept thinking about what it could have been based on that issue. Oh, um, let's see here. What else does he say? Oh, and by the way, I agree with him on Bleach's ass. I just saw his email before, and I didn't want to spoil his little quip there so I didn't say anything when we were reviewing the book but I agree <laughs> next New Guardians I didn't like Kirkham on GL Core I don't like him here I don't get the Kyle being I don't get the Kyle being selected by all the rings I like seeing the retelling of his origin but I would have liked a twist that made the different core rings choosing him make I don't know sense but the mystery behind it does intrigue me enough to not totally hate it yeah well this I mean <laughs> If they if they told you why all the rings were going after him, I mean there wouldn't be a whole lot of reason to read the rest of the series. I mean, realistically, the story that they're telling right out of the gate here is going to be the story of why Ganthet actually chose Kyle. Yeah, I was, I was gonna yeah I was gonna say that that's probably they probably did give us a little bit of why the rings are going to Kyle and the extra stuff they added to. Kyle's origin. Yeah. For all we know. But I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, that was it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Runner-up is Green Lantern. I think the art is on fire. Love, Monkey. I'm interested to see Sinestro's handling of his new situation. It's fun to see Hal be humbled a bit. In the events of his life recently, he's been the man everyone turns to, but now he's a schlub in a bad way back on Earth. It could be fun to see him trick his way back into the core. My biggest complaint of it comes when trying to look at it as a new reader. It expects you know too much. Agree. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Hell, I think it's I think it's better for new readers than it is for us. Nah, we already went into that. I'm just it, it's I don't think it's as good of a intro book as you seem to think it is, but sorry. Right. Now, Green Lantern Core, this was just effing great. Love John's interpretation with the corporate yo-yos. Uh, like guy trying to find some normalcy, but I think it's a bit odd. I expect he's he'd be all right with just running the bar as a break from the core. It was a bit gory, but I like it. A Green Lantern is very powerful, so the enemies have to be believable threats. Now, I'll be honest, I think I figured it out based on the villain's speech early in the book. I'm guessing the bad guy is Darth Vader. Okay, I'm probably wrong, but still, I'm excited to read it. There are a lot of air bunnies in that paragraph. <laughs> I, I guess it could be Darth Vader. Uh, New 52! <laughs> well, hell, isn't Legion crossing over with Star Trek? They are! That's true. <laughs> and you know, they haven't shown us it's not Darth Vader. That's true. Which pretty much means it is Darth Vader. I know. This is, this is amazing. 
<laughs> so much money. <sighs> and last email from Meg. We haven't heard in her from her forever. Meg. 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 Did she even read Green Lantern before this? I don't know. I don't think she did. Yeah, I kind of read. I read a couple of her responses already, and I don't think she has for a little while. Anyway. Green Lantern number one, things I liked. How getting a reality check on his old ways of being an insurance liability with his piloting. Hal getting told off by Carol. Water to the face was rather funny. Pretty much I enjoyed seeing Hal coming off as more human. Prior to this, I'd mainly gotten my examples of his character from Blackest Night where he kind of came off as above human. I enjoy seeing a more fallible Hal than I'd, than I'd been exposed to, basically. Sinestro flipping over the treatment of his people and his home planet was pretty cool stuff. Things I didn't like. Most, mostly Hal being a bit too woe is me being a normal person. I understand he went from being an interstellar police officer to an everyday normal guy again, but it was a little too overdone for me. Things that made me WTF. Sinestro. Maybe it's because I'm not a lanternologist, but his being a GL again after the whole Sinestro core thing threw me for a loop. So I'm guessing she hasn't read War of the Green Lanterns? Even if you have, there are people who are like, why the hell is, does he have that thing on? Yeah, that's true. Green Lantern Core number one, things I liked. Honestly, this is my favorite of, of the new 52 GL titles. The opening alone pulled me in with the Invisible Lantern Killer. Also, Guy and John are amazing. Love them and their personalities, and I'm sad that I hadn't read much of them before. I truly enjoyed this issue and cannot wait for the next one. Things I didn't like. I just felt bad that the message sent to the Lanterns had to be death of an entire race. Things that made me WTF. The Invisible Killer. I'm dying to know who, what it is. That's why we like Meg. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked about it earlier, but I didn't really chime in. I had no idea that he was, like, teleporting part of their stuff off, like their bodies off. I thought it was just, like, the art was symbolic of, like, a quick slash or something. I had no idea it was, like, phasing through parts of their bodies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was just, like, speed. Yeah, but it, it, it can't be speed because, like, you basically see, like, his hand just, like, standing there, you know, still, and then the effect, you know, and there's no, like, blur lines by his hand which would show that it is speed. And then also with the, the water planet... How he sucks out all the water, you know, he does uh, that by transporting it somewhere else. The water thing does reinforce the point. Although, for everything else, I would say, you know, he has another hand. And he, <laughs> could, and he could also not be alone. He has Ooh. just one hand. Red Lantern's number one, things <laughs> I liked. <laughs> Dexstar opening, yes please. Atrocitus Ooh. line? Loved it. Literally just loved it. I think I actually made a status about how, about out how because I loved it so much. Whatever. How now, other, <laughs> other than that, I enjoyed the look in, into Atrocitus that I personally hadn't got to see much of yet. I knew he lost his family and planet to the Manhunters, and that's what gave him rage. But to see him struggling with keeping his rage was interesting. Also, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to their core it seems like trouble is brewing for our rage-filled compadre, and I can't wait to see that unfold. Things I didn't like. Honestly, Atrocitus with one, the one Guardian's corpse was iffy for me, but I understand why it was necessary. doesn't mean I had to enjoy it. Things that made me WTF. The beginning. Loved it, but still made me WTF. <laughs> Things that made me 
WWTF. The beginning, the middle, and the end. I will not be back for more. (laughs) 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 Oh. I like Mick's take on it. (laughs) Green Lantern New Guardians number one. Things I liked. Oh my god, it's a Kyle book. Yes, yes, yes. I really enjoy Kyle, if you couldn't tell. Also enjoyed what little story we got. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, that's a good point. We didn't really get a whole lot of story, but we still love this book. Yes. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Things I didn't like. That I have to wait for the next issue. I thoroughly enjoyed this and want more sooner rather than later. Things that made me WTF. The story so so far, but I loved it anyway. Can't wait to find <laughs> out why each... <laughs> Can't wait to find out why one of each core rings sought Kyle out. Should be interesting. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Things I like the story, me, but it made me go, what, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> things that made me WTF. Everything! <laughs> it was so cool! <laughs> this has been Meg trying to make a less neglectful, trying to be a less neglectful Lantern Cast fan. Hope I wasn't too rambling. <laughs> god, she just wouldn't stop talking, oh my god. <laughs> things that made me WTF. How could you not give me any more story after this? I need more! <laughs> Uh, I thought it was the most interesting thing was her reaction to Red Lanterns. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe if like we had less of an attachment to Atrocitus, we would have liked it better. But maybe this yeah. would be better for new readers. Yeah, because Meg, while Meg is a fan, I I wouldn't say she's like like us, like knows everything. So I would probably count her more in the new fan category than than one of us. So. Maybe people who've never read much of Atrocitus actually like this? I don't know. Anything's possible. I guess if you don't have that much of a connection to the character, then you're more open to it. Um, If I could like an OMAC book more than four Lantern books put together, and not because of the Lantern books being terribly low, then that's... That's saying there's a lot of possibility in this crazy world. <laughs> Are we done yet? Are we done yet? You made this an hour extra long. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Actually. No, but you didn't tell us that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be fun, and it was. We've been going <laughs> for over three hours. <laughs> let's let's well, debate Firestorm let's, some more. Listen, they don't know that. <laughs> they don't know that it's a three-hour episode. <laughs> Once, once they, once, uh, once we ended at the beginning and whatnot, it's gonna be two and a half. Basically, let's talk about Firestorm some more. He was bad. I love how they don't have necks and their heads just float. It's amazing. And, you know, the other, one of the other things is, I mean, like I, I hated the terrorists. <laughs> I actually started something. Sweet. I hated the terrorists, and then at the end, you know, I didn't really give too much thought to it, but, like, I was reading other reviews afterwards, and a lot of people picked up on the fact that they know how to use their powers instantly. Yeah. Ronnie doesn't. Something I was wondering is, has Jason been Firestorm prior to this? I don't think so. Because he knew how to activate it, he knew what he was doing once it once it happened. So 
Has he? Uh, yeah, but I bet Stein gave him the rundown before. And I don't think he's been Firestorm. I think he knows what to expect, though, because I don't think Stein would just say, "Here, hold on to this," and well, that's he it. Did. <laughs> Stein's a dick. Don't worry, he's dead. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't reboot that part. You know what I found weird? The fact that Fury, this new monster, has pretty much the exact same type of dialogue that Deathstorm is, but I hate him infinitely more than Deathstorm. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he uses the term sweet cheeks. I mean, now, like, think about that. It works for Deathstorm. It just never... I don't see... Just... Ten foot tall death monster is talking like an eighties villain. Yeah, or... he's a big eighties campfire. Well, when you add Ronnie and uh, Jason's age together, you get somebody that's old enough that would actually know the term "sweet cheeks." Can't wait to read about number two and post it, or read number two and post about it. Some combination of those words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I, I'm very curious about the second one. I am very, very curious. Because that first one was so, so horrendously bad. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man. We'll have to talk about it on that the first episode after it comes out. Instead you know what's funny? After three hours. <laughs> I, I, I gave it a low... I gave Fight Fury of Firestorm, the nuclear men, a, a low borrow, but I still left it off my pull list. <laughs> Everything else... Red Hood and the Outlaws and, and Batgirl, both of which were a borrow, I left on my pull list, but I just said, you know what, to hell with Firestorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that one was co-written, well, co-plotted by Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver and written by Gail Simone. How does that work? I don't know. I, I mean, like, you need two people to come up with the idea and then the other person writes it. Like, like like they're brainstorming it together along the way, but she's the one to actually put, like, like write it all out. Dialogue and stuff. Finish draft of it. And, like, he can, like, they'll contribute, like, dialogue together and that kind of thing, but... You know, it's <laughs> like how Abner and Lanning write. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that comes out awesome. Yeah, like, like, just like Firestorm. <laughs> Listen, I love Ethan Van Skyver's artwork. Um, love it. What? Love that artwork. Where I've kind of I? grown out of it the past couple of years. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I'm kind of glad Ethan Van Skyver's trying a, uh, a branch of comic work that he might still have hope in. I mean, his art is still good, but I'm just kind of growing out of it. I way more prefer Yvonne Hayes. That's like the pinnacle of what I think comic art should look like. Really? Yeah, I mean, don't, like, I still love Ethan Van Skyver's art. I would pay to get a commission from him if I had the money. But it's just, as far as seeing it in a comic book nowadays, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over it. What it, right, would you pay to get Ethan Van Skyver to tattoo you? No. In, in his style. No. No? What? But I would pay Yvonne Hayes. What if Yvonne Hayes offered to tattoo you for free, but it had to be Fury? <laughs> <laughs> like a big Fury on your back. If Yvonne Hayes could do it? 
Yes. Sure, why not? Sweet. Oh, God. It's Yvonne yeah. Hayes. Get Jason. We need to make some calls. <laughs> this will be our first Lantern Cast video episode. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Yvonne Hayes should draw the entire DCU. Give the man a heart attack. <laughs> I, I really like what's what's going on in Wonder Woman. I <laughs> kind of happy with who's who's drawing that. And Omac, my God. Now that's now Wonder Woman is drawn by Bernard Chang. Yes, that's the same person who did that one issue of uh, Brave and the Bold. Uh, Girls' Night Out. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I can't remember if that's Bernard Chang or Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang, I think. We should have Kenneth Rockerford draw all the books you like. <laughs> Me? Yes. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> Just to make you like cool. it. I, you know, I don't dislike his style, but... It's definitely not enough to get me to buy a book. The little dots on people's noses, okay, okay, I can get that criticism, but the rest of it I don't get. Eh. (laughs) What, his art? Yes. Yeah, I I don't think it's bad. The same complaint with him that I have about, uh, what's his face? Tyler Kirkham all the time. But you like the art. Oh, wait, wait, Kyler Rock, oh, oh, wait. He's talking... You're talking about the dude that drew Red Hood and the Outlaws, right? Oh, wait. What are you thinking of then? I don't know. Who who drew the Flash? Francis Manipal? Oh, Francis Manipal. That's who I was thinking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Kenneth Rockefeller stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, that was crap. You picked two guys that draw nothing remotely alike. Yeah. (laughs) I was confusing the names. That's like, oh, yeah, you know, Jim Lee and, like... Sean from preschool who finger paints? Yeah, no, they're the, they're the same guy. And then that's basically about the the comparison. Yeah, of course, with uh, the Jim Lee comparison being Rockefeller. Oh, 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 Did I open up a can of worms? Who can we replace Chad with? <laughs> like, like forever. A sea turtle. All right, I'll get one. <laughs> Does it have to be alive? <laughs> no, preferably dead. Alright, I'll get it on mic anyway. Black Lantern Sea Turtle. What do you think? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and what and about the hazing this? continues. What about this? Hey, hey, he's eating my coffee. Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Yes, Chad, you'll be forever the new guy. I should have my own show and call it The New Guy. We can run up against The New Girl. I think you're going to lose. Chad versus Zoe Deschanel in a ratings battle. What is going to happen? <laughs> I, could, I could never go against her. She's my future wife. Jim Lee versus... <laughs> uh, the finger-painting kid. <laughs> you know... There's actually uh, a precedent for having a show canceled halfway through at the 15-minute mark. I think if Chad went up against Zoe Deschanel, it would be the first time that they canceled a show earlier than the 15-minute mark. I would never do anything to hurt Zoe. You couldn't. You wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
that is like my that is like the Hollywood crush for me. Okay. Respectable choice. Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like the I like the thing we haven't run out of stuff <laughs> that would stay in the episode. More firestorm. Sea turtles rah, <laughs> Black Lantern finger painting dead sea turtle with a fox cable show replacing Chad and eating my comics. We should call the turtle Jim Lee. Why? Just okay. because. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chad, you lost out to Jim Lee, the oh Black Lantern Sea Turtle. <laughs> you know what you should do? We one of us have a contest have... with everybody designing the Black Lantern Sea Turtle. Close. I was gonna say one of us should get a puppy and name it Jim Lee and like put some ink on its paws and have it run around on some paper <laughs> and then just start selling people original Jim Lee commissions. It'll work. <laughs> eBay's stupid. They'll do it. I think we're done. <laughs> so if you like to contact us, yeah, some somebody somebody do the, the whole thing. It's a uh, lanterncast at gmail dot com or Dan Jim Chad Jason James lauren at lanterncast.com <laughs> make her one of those just do it she uh, look at it but do it anyway you forgot chad i said chad oh did you i'll make yeah. one i'll make one but i won't even tell her about it awesome. <laughs> she'll get more mail than we do oh. <laughs> that, that um, wouldn't be difficult no. yeah i don't get any mail <laughs> um we're on facebook search lanterncast go to thecomicforums.com scroll down to l for Lanterncast. Um, go to lanterncast.com where there's stuff, and we're on Twitter, a couple places, and um, we have a phone number. It's like something, 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 lantern. There's a seven in that first part, I think. 708. 708. Lantern. 708. Yeah, yeah. Lantern. Okay. So call us, email us. Facebook us, forum post us, talk about these books, what do you think of them, what are your hopes, what are your dreams, your fears, your anxieties, and, you know, you know, touch base. We like hearing what people have to say about stuff. So, yeah, do that. Music! Play the music! <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night! I mean, I can't, I can't believe what happened last episode. Yeah, somehow Skype messed up, and we were uh, able to catch some weird bit of a alternate timeline. I don't know what the hell happened. What that? What was that? What was that whole thirty minute, whatever the hell it was? Well, what? What? What is it, Dan? What? What? Uh, what?
What? Uh, no, no, huh? no, no, no. Our dad has no input in this whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're like your puppets, and you're just making us dance. I kept saying, "Don't do." That. Uh, don't do the idea that I came up with. <laughs> the idea I had is the dumbest idea you've ever had. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> it. Yeah, we're no, that it. that other you, it was weird. Them and their crazy rules. I've never heard hair over Skype before, so I don't even know what that was about. See, now we have to work that in somehow, so there. <laughs> Now we have to work it in somehow. Oh, they're going to hear that. They're going to hear this, too. <laughs> yes, that recording that, that definitely already happened, that we recorded from an alternate universe somehow, magically over Skype. Um, I, I don't know how it happened, and since I say, said that it was magical, you don't really have to explain it. We'll get the Great. Justice League dark on it. Mm. I remember yeah. it fondly. It was it was a great time. That thing that happened before now. It's great. Yes. Wow, this is this is a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> just wait just wait till y'all hear what we post later on. Oh god. I I, I think that we should redo this. <laughs> oh, uh, and, and get the better version? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Get the Justice League dark on this. What the hell? What? <laughs> yeah, I totally just snorted on air. And somehow you're going to figure out a way to leave that in the episode. I think it would have been infinitely more entertaining if they called it the Justice League dark chocolate. Uh, yeah, Murdo already made that joke. Really? Huh. Yep. Dark chocolate sucks, though. But it's good for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good for you. <laughs> 